Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Hoaxbusters call. The discreet sanitary solution for your urgent relief. Join the discussion by dialing 724-4744. Call ID 90337. Whoa. Hey, everybody. How you doing? How you doing, everybody? It's uh, Monday. It is... Uh, who are, what, what is it? What day is it? August 14th, 2017. All right. Cool. I got to switch this off real quick. Okay, that was kind of distracting there. Is that going back into the headphones? I don't like that. Uh, who's on the chat? Papa Cat, Side Girl, Tank Man, and Uninstall Media. All right, good, good. Cool. We're still in the... Uh, Summer doldrums or what have you. Uh, everybody's kind of laying low, I guess. Staying out of the heat. Uh, well, two, 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 one, two. Yeah. Um, I'll go into finding the quote here and then I'll read it. How's that? Straight into it. Straight into it. Uh, rationality belongs to the cold observer, but because of the stupidity of the average man, he follows not reason, but faith. And the naive faith requires necessary illusion and emotionally potent oversimplifications, which are provided by the myth maker to keep the ordinary person on course. And that's attributed to Reinhold Niebuhr. I'm saying that right. Uh, rationality belongs to the cool observer, but because of the stupidity of the average man, he follows not reason but faith, and the naive faith requires necessary illusion and emotionally potent oversimplifications which are provided by the myth-maker to keep the ordinary person on course. Ooh, yeah. So, I was reading, uh, which is a... Book, I think it's pretty good. The straight, uh, it's not these days, straight and crooked thinking by R. H. Thules and C. R. Thules at T. H. O. U. L. E. S. S. According to Dr. Shane McKee, it's this book is a concise work of supreme genius. Yeah, I don't know. I think this got some good points in it. Kind of goes into critical thinking and whatnot. I think even this book, from a certain perspective, 
takes on pre uh, certain presuppositions. It's kind of uh, taken for granted the system that we live in and what in this system would be deemed according to this book goes into proper discourse or political banter or why certain things are maybe reasonable as far as arguments go and why there are bad, well, bad arguments and why they're bad arguments and what makes a bad argument and what makes a good argument. So along with that quote, I'm going to read this part of this book, Straight and Crooked Thinking, by R.H. Thules and C.R. Thules. Do less. Do less. Okay. Uh, Pre-digested thinking. Some of the forms of crooked thinking that have been discussed result from a, from a feature of human thinking, which it will be worthwhile now to describe the name. Most true statements about complicated matters of fact cannot be adequately expressed in a few words. To give an account of the effect of diet or climate on health or the effect on the increase of wage level of inflation may require many words, many qualifications, many distinctions between different cases and many uncertainties. Most people, however, are impatient with these complications. They feel that they have mastered the matter when they can reduce such a complicated question to a simple formula with all the qualifications, distinctions, and uncertainties left out. There have been great arguments in many countries about whether and under what conditions the abortion of a human fetus is morally justified. The difficult and complicated problems of weighing the value of a human life at the very early stage of development against his mother's life, her health, or her convenience has been reduced to phrases like uh, a woman's right to choose and protect the unborn child, quote-unquote. Uh, let us call this tendency pre-digested thinking, quote-unquote. It is widespread reaction to intellectual difficulties. Uh, Darwin's complicated theory of the evolution of life is popularly reduced to a simple formula, quote, survival of the fittest, unquote. Freud's psychoanalytical theory of human emotional development was a highly complicated and difficult set of ideas. This, however, has been simplified to the expression, everything is sex, quote-unquote. In the same way, the difficult mathematical phys physics of Einstein's theory of relativity may be summed up in the phrase, everything is relative, in quotes, and what research has discovered about the values of different kinds of food may also be summed up in a pre-digested pre form as milk is nutritious, sweet contains calories, and white bread is bad for you. Uh, the tendency to eliminate complications from statements may explain the prevalence of the substitution of all for some, uh, the ignoring of the undis undistributed middle and the readiness to accept the extension of the position one starts to argue in favor of. In all these cases, the substituted proposition is the less complicated one, and therefore the one that those under the influence of predigested thinking are liable to accept. Scoo doop doop. Make sure I'm recording. Okay. Um, a man may, for example, be arguing against the teachings of Freud. He will most certainly begin to attack the view that everything is sex. 
Quote-unquote, his own tendency to pre-digested thinking has led him quite unwillingly to invite his opponent to, into the trap of the, ex, of the extension. His opponent may be better informed on the matter and try to explain which activities Freud thought were related to sex and which, he, and which he did not. This, however, is no interest to the first speaker as he escapes by protesting that his opponent is too learned or too subtle for him. His protest that he is a plain man and nothing will convince him that art, romantic love, and religion are just sex, which, as everyone knows, was what Freud claimed. Thus, he entrenches himself in his pre-digested thinking, and if the dispute takes place before an audience, he can generally be sure of having their sympathy, for his opponent will s seem to be trying to make himself out to be too clever and make serious arguments impossible by throwing doubt on what everyone knows is true. A statement expressed in pre-digested form has the great practical advantage that it can be easily remembered and easily passed from one person to another. It is therefore simple for belief in it to be increased by the force of suggestion, quote-unquote. No kind of suggestion is stronger than the conviction that, quote, everybody says so-and-so, unquote, and this is the basis of much advertising. Phrases like, quote, Guinness is good for you, unquote, personal wash, washes wider, contain a little rational inducement to use the products, but are pre-digested phrases that help people to remember what their qualities are supposed to be. Pre-digested thought is often used as a basis for arguments. Some old sayings are repeated so often that people use them without remembering that they are not necessarily correct or to be applied in all circumstances. One argument that is never honest is the use of the phrase, the exception that proves the rule, quote-unquote. When a man maintains an extreme position such as that politicians have no honor, he can quite properly be refuted by his opponent pointing to members of the small band of recent politicians who have acted honorably. He may then try to justify his original extreme statement by saying, uh, quote, these are the exceptions that prove the rule. This is obviously false. It can be dealt with by pointing out, as is self-evident, that exceptions do not prove that a general rule is true, but that it is false. His opponent may also point out that the word prove is an old saying originally had the meaning test and that it is true that the best way to test a general rule is to look for exceptions to it. Whereas it is obviously not the case that finding exceptions proves the rule in the modern sense of showing that the rule is a correct one. It is the same way someone may use the phrase such as honesty is the best policy, charity begins at home, there is no smoke without fire, or a woman's place is in the home, or my country right or wrong, the thin edge of the wedge, as it if were adequate arguments by themselves. Any, any use of such a phrase without further justification can be considered dishonest argumentation using pre-digested thought. Pre-digested thought formula expressed in a form of words that is hand, handed from one person to another may be called a slogan. A successful slogan may possess great power in influencing a large number of people to do the same thing. No complicated statement of the doctrines of Rousseau, whose ideas inspired the French Revolution, could have been as effective as the slogan, liberty, equality, fraternity. Now this slogan is obviously pre-digested. It is a very simple statement that would need a complicated expansion to mean anything exactly. Such an expansion of liberty, quote-unquote, would need to explain what the people were and what they were not free to do. If equality, in what respects were they to be equal? If of fraternity, to explain with whom they are, were to be fraternal. Presumably not aristocrats or enemies of the country. Uh, yet such an expanded account would not serve any of the purposes of the slogan. That it should be readily accepted in its entire 
entirety easily remembered and, and able to stimulate a large number of people to similar action. Uh, the use of slogans as a method of influencing people is not necessarily unreasonable. A skillful leader of men, however sophisticated in his own ideas, would need to express his doctrines in pre-digested form for them to be widely accepted and for the purpose of mass action, this would most conveniently be done by inventing slogans. Thus, the Russian Revolution was directed not by preaching the subtleties of Marxist theory to the people, but by the, but by the slogan, all power to the Soviets. Quote, unquote. This can be considered a legitimate use of a slogan. Slogans can reasonably and probably be used to stir people to action, but not to induce belief. I'll read just one more paragraph here. Uh, probably there is no single explanation of the tendency to accept and respond to pre-digested thinking. There is a difficulty of grasping the complex proposition, a complex proposition. Uh, the most finely developed brain eventually reaches the limit of the complexity it can grasp. With the majority of people, this limit is reached rather early. Long before it is reached, however, mental idleness steps in making us tend to accept mental food well below the limits of our digestion. It is easier to believe that Richard III or Hitler were thoroughly bad men than to accept a dispassionate estimate of all the sides of their characters. So through idleness or indifference, such a predigested opinion is accepted even by those who would be capable of making a more complex judgment if they chose to make the necessary mental effort. As the world gets more complex, even those people who are capable and willing to make the effort simply cannot have personal knowledge of all the key issues of the day. Whereas 200 years ago, a well-educated person might expect to have some real level of understanding of the most important issues. Today, the world is so complex that it is impossible to have real knowledge of any but a small number of issues. For most of these, we may have a rather limited and simplified understanding, which is unlikely to stand up to serious cross-questioning by a real expert. Uh, because of this, we have to accept pre-digested thinking since it gives us a consistent practical attitude toward problems in life. During a war, for example, we are inclined to think of our enemies as altogether evil, as treacherous, murderous, and inhuman. This view is well expressed by a newspaper correspondent during the Second World War. There is no poor dear German people, but only a brutalized nation. If during a war someone suggests that there is a mixture of good and bad even in the enemy, or that some of the stories of enemy atrocities may be exaggerated, or that they sometimes show generous and human behavior, he is regarded as a person of doubtful loyalty with a secret sympathy for the enemy cause. So yeah, the pre-digested thinking, I think that this is... Well, it goes, it ties back into the original quote, doesn't it? What do the original quotes say? Maybe I should read it again. Let's look at it. Uh, rationality belongs to the cool observer because of the stupidity of the average man. He follows not reason but faith, and naive faith requires necessary illusion and emotionally, pat emotionally potent oversimplifications which are provided by the mythmaker to keep ordinary person on course. So I think they're touching on the same theme being oversimplification, sloganeering, and pre-digested thinking being 
taking sort of complex concepts and kind of encapsulating them in some bite-sized nugget, something easily remembered, easily regurgitated, and passed around. But then they even get to the point where they don't even have the same original meaning or intent. Like, it's it's very prevalent in our current system. So, what's going on? I mean, we're seeing this now with... Uh, Oh, what, what, there was a protest in the Charlottesville, right? And somebody took a car and ran over the crowd, run into the crowd. And there's footage out there of this. And I think there's, you know, always sort of the tendency to doubt anything in the media. I think uh, listeners to, at least, you know, listeners to this call and uh, listeners to podcasts, that's certain ones out there are kind of predisposed to, oh, first call into question, did it even happen? And then um, kind of a base analysis on that, but kind of the default being, oh, it's a hoax. But, um, which, you know, when I first heard about it, I said, oh, it's whole stage event maybe but looking at the footage that's available out there which uh, there seems to be ample footage much like you would expect in the modern day with everybody I mean everybody just almost totally without exception has a camera on them at all times charged and ready and I think the only few exceptions would be the the people whose uh, smartphone batteries are dead at the time happened to be dead at the time because uh, everybody has a smartphone and I mean everybody literally kids grand grandma doesn't matter everybody's got a smartphone now with a phone they all come equipped with uh, cameras uh, so then there's an event that you know allegedly takes place but uh, uh, we're seeing with this one where it's like oh there's lots of footage an actual footage of the alleged event that's sort of not like it was taking, taken through a, uh, oh, like a lens that got uh, run through a uh, sausage grinder first and got the grease and the saw all over, you know, whatever. I mean, atrocious quality is what I'm trying to say. Potato camera or whatever, Cracker Jack camera, Cracker Jack box camera footage like we've seen with many of these past events. Like, oh, here's the footage of the what happened. It's like so damn blurry, so compressed, shot vertically, resolution from like the early 2000s or maybe even the late 90s. Quality is not, is just for shit. And uh, so we're not seeing that with this event is what I'm trying to say. But anyway, yeah, and, and, the, and the imagery looks rather graphic and looks rather viscerally real, real, which is a departure from many of these uh, events, like the one that uh, supposedly happened in London where the guy went around stabbing some cops, ran some people over on a bridge and this, that, and the other thing, and... 
there's no footage of it. Everybody's got cameras. They had the uh, big Ferris wheel that had a vantage point where it could have seen the uh, what was going on. And I was looking into stuff like that, and they said, oh, yeah, they had the uh, authorities waiting for the people, and they stopped the Ferris wheel during the so-called terrorist attack. And then they confiscated everybody's cameras and off the Ferris wheel that might have had any footage. So that is sort of like common with a lot of these terror events. So this is different. In, in a lot of different ways. And, uh, yeah. And I got word, uh, Jay Dyer sent me a message saying that he knew people there. And he was saying that they were there and they were saying, yeah, confirmed it. I said, yeah, it really happened. So, um, when you get into, oh, you know, critical thinking and all that and argumentation or trying to, figure out what's reasonable to believe or what that uh, another chapter I didn't read out of this book but it goes into also which is you know common logical fallacy that people will fall into is like um, yeah what is it the law the un, un, uh, the uh, false dichotomy or, unex, or excluded middle or fallacy where it's kind of absolutist thinking either it's everything is fake everything is a hoax or everything is real two choices you have one choice or the other there is no possibility of any in between and then to anybody that come along and think maybe an event is real oh you're shilling you're a shill and it's like uh that's not a, a just a it's just not a good way to think there are there is some things that stand out about this particular event, though. I'll have to say that, according to the footage and the reports, that there was a huge police presence there, and um, the police were like two to it was like two to one police to pro. There's twice as many police than protesters, which I thought was, uh, yeah, interesting. And so how, well, it's not a very big city. There wasn't that many people that drove out there and showed up. Uh, so it was, um, very telling that this happened with that many cops around. So they did, they weren't able to prevent something like this, which is pretty, uh, Interesting. So a set-up thing, false flag operation, so-called, whatever, could well be. I think that uh, it's definitely keeping with the uh, script as far as building up racial tensions. We got this Donald Trump in there now as our mascot and chief, and he's really got people's worked into a lather because he's literally Hitler. Uh, and then it's a pre-digested thinking kicking in where it's like, oh, so your representative is this, so you must absolutely be just a full-blown card-carrying, jackboot-wearing, uh, 
same pomade in your hair as Hitler wore, literally Hitler, everybody that's not with the so-called left-wing ideology is literally Hitler, everybody that's not on the right wing is literally Mao Zedong in the flesh, uh, clones like taken from a petri dish sample of Mao Zedong's genetic tissue and cloned into multiple clones of him literally that far left literally 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 everybody use the words literally literally this literally hitler that's the definition of pre-digested thinking sloganeering catchphrases little slogans and uh does it lead to murder taking your dodge challenger and ramming it into a crowd i don't know what the dude's motivation was i don't know the guy I have no idea, um, but it's. I think it may be indeed possible that this kind of rhetoric builds up to a fevered and maybe a real event. I think it's odd that there was no police there on that road. It was a clear, straight shot. It's like kind of a, a setup in that respect, but it does indeed look like people actually got run into. Uh, But it does seem to be right in line with a lot of other sort of developments, you know. We're kind of going into this heightened state of divide and conquer with all this identity politics. And then the guy got fired from Google and then this he's out on the talking about how he just was kind of criticizing Google about their extremist policies on with his identity politics and all of that. And then this event at Charlotte comes kind of like right in the same time frame. Bam, 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 one after another, kind of like to keep this subject on the table, to keep everybody kind of fixated on this and this race politics, identity politics thing, divide and conquer, divide and conquer, divide and conquer. So that's what I, I mean, I, that's what I see. So it's very timely. And I was watching a video from uh, Pockets of the Future channel on YouTube. And he was calling the thing out as a hoax, which I don't agree with him, but that's his opinion. But he did make some really good points, and he's pointing out that, okay, this statue of Robert E. Lee on his horse, like, why are they taking it down now? That's a very good point. Like, yeah, why now? How long has that damn thing been sitting there? Like, before any of us were born? Oh, we got to get this out of here. It's bad. It's racist. It's racist now. Uh, it's what? It's ra- Okay, so it's got to go now. It's got to go now when we got all this tension with this president. Now you decide to take it out. And then they're going to have a rally, and then it's, ah, it's all set up. I think the whole thing's set up. And that, you know, for, for a cause. And you think, too, it's like, okay, so this event, there's going to be some people there that are hip to the whole, you know, a, a lot of people there, they're going to know that fake and hoax events are perpetrated. So maybe they needed to pull something off that was actually people getting hurt this time. I don't know. So, um, 
Yeah, it's so yeah. I mean, I think at least is um, when you're analyzing things, not to get into this absolutist thinking trap, which I think that's uh, it's easy to fall into these traps of thinking where something's either or it's this or it's that. And um, I think people wonder, like, what, like, Chris, you, when you talk about flat earth, you seem to get really worked up. Like, why? And then it's kind of interpreted as, why do you love the globe so much? What's, what's, so, what's, what's so great about the globe? Why do you want it? It's not the globe. It's, it's the rhetoric. It's the, it's the talking points. It's the, it's, it's the obvious psyop nature of the whole so-called movement of this idea that the earth is flat. That's that's what I have a problem with. But see, that's a thing, too. It's like people can't separate that from the subject itself. And that's like I, I don't really think it really makes that big of a difference if the earth is flat or round. But it's the uh, association that I have with this idea that I don't espouse. And then if somebody types in a search on a hoaxbusters call it's like the flat earth brigade comes up alongside my uh material which is irksome now how did it work out like that what is what is hoaxbusters call and flat earth they don't even rhyme but that's how it works out so i think simon Sheck has said this too you know they had this guy, Mark Sargent, come out and he called his video Flat Earth Clues, sort of like to to invoke uh, September Clues, which is Simon Shack's uh, documentary about uh, the, the fakery going on on 9-11. And so, yeah, it's, and, and, and he wrote on his blog that that was a definite attempt to link the two and to create an association between flat earth and 9-11 fakery and I, I i believe so i'm not going to go off into flat earth but um if you're talking about logical fallacies and crooked thinking i think it's good to bring that up that's one of like the first subject that comes to mind is that and uh not that i'm in love with the globe but or whatever but it's that the, the, the illogical uh, sophistry that goes into propping it up. Because that's another thing. And it, it also touches this on that in this book, uh, Straight and Crooked Thinking. I mean, you could be presented with crap argument. And it actually, I didn't read that, but it actually, ta- it actually brings up Flat Earth in this book. Um, I've re- uh, I was just kind of skipping around through this book, so I, I haven't read. I don't think I've ever read it completely through. I've read chapters of it over the course of the couple of years. It's just one of these books I've never sat down and read from total beginning to end. But so it's it's referencing flat Earth in there as you know. It makes the point that yeah, if the flat Earth guy going up against a globe earth guy may have better sounding arguments which i would um i think in this case 
it's the opposite of what this guy's saying when he says it because uh, he was saying well somebody that the idea that earth is flat may have better argumentation than somebody who just accepts the commonly held belief because they've never had to defend that the earth is round so they're not going to have any arguments prepared and their not argumentation is going to be bad but uh, see i think that um the the arguments are 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 usually when you hear a debate it's bad on both sides it's not very and it's but it could be better on the flatter side but whatever bad or good on either side doesn't necessarily mean the position is correct they could both be wrong you know maybe the earth is not flat or round maybe it's a different shape so that's back to the law of the uh the the idea of the uh the 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 excluded middle you're not considering that the the other uh possibilities because you're so hung up on either or either it's this or it's that either everything's fake or everything's real it's like well no you can have events that are different levels of fake too i mean i could say i don't know i wasn't there on 9-11 i don't know did people die? Didn't they die? Did nobody die? Or was it... It's, for me, it's not... An, it's, why would it need to be an absolute? Now, my... F I don't know I wasn't there, so I can't say conclusively. I'm not going to make a statement that I think nobody died. But I really don't believe that anybody actually died. Because, I, because of the nature of it, the way that it was carried out. Knowing that um, there is just you know not the evidence there to back up the idea that there's that, that 3000 died uh the death record index is um sorely lacking uh there's the crisis actor appearance of the people that are put out there as victims of 911 and on and on and on so then i could probably come to the conclusion that i don't i don't, I don't think anybody died i, I don't think there there was that building was occupied. I think that it was large sections of it were completely hollowed out. There was empty floors all throughout the thing. Because uh, where was all the debris? It's just absence of evidence. Doesn't what is it? A absence of evidence is not evidence of absence, but it's not evidence for something either. So, but but it does lead to questions and the, and the best answer that I can think of is the reason why there's no contents is because there wasn't any there to begin with not because a space beam evaporated everything uh, even though I have no proof that space beams don't exist I think I'll just go with the kind of Occam's razor idea of maybe the simplest explanation is the most sound and logical and if you think, like, what, why would they, let's say even if the, the shadow government has space beams, hypothetically, are they thoroughly tested? Because I think that 9-11 was important enough that, yeah, you would want it to go down without a hitch. You want it to go off without a hitch. So what's the best way to, to get the end result which was the towers collapsing and then the debris and the 
the people coughing with the with the uh, covered in what looked like dust, what, whatever the victims coming out, streaming out of the building. But you never saw that streaming out of the building. But anyway, the imagery. You needed the imagery. What's the best way to achieve it and to control the narrative? Well, you fake it. And in the course of faking it and taking down the buildings, you're going to use the most tried and true methods. And so Judy Woods goes into, like, all the cars that were burnt. And I said, well, what would be a good explanation for that? It could, because my thinking is going to go towards conventional means that are tried and true, that are well-established and that are the less likely to have any kind of malfunction. Like, if you got a space beam, how long have the space beams been around? I don't think they've been along, around as long as thermite or gunpowder or explosives. So the charred cars could have been just packed with, uh, you know, thermite, which is very common for setting engine blocks on fire or whatever you want to do, destroying things. Or um, cutting, cutting steel, and it would generate a crap ton of smoke, and uh, it's easy to light. And once it lights, it stays lit, so it's not going to go out, and it's going to be generating lots and lots and lots of smoke. So you can have the entire downtown around that area obscured in smoke, so you can't really see what's going on. So a literal smoke screen for a for a magician's trick and that's the most plausible likely explanation uh so that's that's what i go with and that's i think the a reasonable take on it that accommodates what you see out there as far as the the evidence because you know something's wrong and people have, that have looked into 9-11, people that don't just accept what they're told, and that's it. So what's the most logical explanation? It's, well, probably the most tried-and-true methods were one they used, and uh, they put actors on the screen, and they there's smoke, there's fire, there's, you know, screaming, sound effects, and uh, it fills in the picture. And there were eyewitnesses on the scene that saw it. I've talked to people who had said they had family members that saw people jumping out of the towers. So did they see people jumping out of the towers, or what did they see? I'm sure that they, that they believe that they saw people jumping out of the towers, but I think that's easily to, to fake. I don't think 200 people jump, like the official story, I don't think 200 people jumped to their death out of out of that building. I don't, I don't believe that happened. It's not very likely, I don't think. Um, Scoop-a-doop-a-doop-a-doop-a-doop-a-doop. But yeah, we got this event that apparently is real looking. Could it be fake? I believe that it could be fake with the technology involved. Yes, I do. It's possible but how probable is that to do fake something in a crowd and then show the footage but not it have it happen at, at the scene? I don't, I don't think that things work that way. Uh, 
I think that they use it on 9-11 because of the nature of the way that uh, they cordon that area off. It's sort of in this kind of met- big, huge metropolitan area where I think that you can pull just about anything off because there's so many people and so many people are trained because you can go there's all kinds of stuff out there where it's like well this happened in New York City or this happened in Boston or this happened in some other area where somebody's like literally laying in the street dying bleeding out and nobody even stops to help them or anything like that it's like in that environment you could pull off anything man it's like yeah so New York City perfect place to do a gigantic scam and another thing too I'm not bashing New Yorkers I don't think that's the point I think that is that the conditions that city living like that to that extreme it's kind of a survival mechanism that kicks in for people to be kind of in like their own bubble and to stay in it and so they see somebody on the street and they're trained and conditioned to think well help is on the way the medics are just around the corner. I don't have to help this person. That's what the medics and professionals are there for. So the, it's hev- heavily reliant on the system. But anyway, so you think anybody's going to question anything that goes on? Or And it was in the Port Authority jurisdiction, and that's a really notorious operation in and of itself. So, yeah, perfect place to pull off a scam like that. But Charlotte, North Carolina, some small-town environment to pull off some kind of thing and then have it kind of everybody in on it. Now, I don't, I don't think... So you're going to get these psychological operations. And I believe that the way that they're carried out, they, there can be variations. Various ways these things can be carried out. And you just kind of look at the evidence presented and you draw a conclusion based on the evidence presented. Now, if you've got all this stuff that's coming out that makes absolutely no sense, like in Sandy Hook, it's, it's probably like, yeah, you probably safely conclude that it's it's fake. Uh, just too much circumstantial evidence to, to, to think otherwise. But, um, and no evidence to back up that there was 20 dead kids. Um, no pictures, no nothing. Um so yeah, there's different ways to look at this stuff. Ba da ba bow bow. JD over in uh, Kentucky. He's got uh, a show. I'm talking about Jay Dyer. He's got a show. Uh, what is where's his link? I'll put this in the chat. I'll post it on hoaxpotterscall.com. The Hollywood. Uh, decoded. So he's going to be on TV. He's on TV. It's on uh, Gaia Network. Which, uh, yeah, y'all can check that out. Looks, looks well produced. And, um, yeah, I'm sure those will be cool. Jay has a on-camera persona or, like, does good in front of the camera 
good presentation. Uh, so that's cool. Who's on the two people on the call while I'm over here looking at other stuff? Two people snuck up in the chat and dialed in. But I'll get with y'all here in just a minute. How long have I been talking? Scoop doop do do do. Man, I can't see that gray on gray text. 53 minutes. I've been talking that long? Wow. What did I even say? Do do do. I read out of a book. I did a quote and I talked about just logical thinking. I think, um, yeah, there's ways to approach things that I think, uh, as far as, uh, yeah, not to get too dogmatic on anyone, kind of get stuck in kind of a category pigeonholing yourself um but yeah if somebody comes back and saying oh yeah i know this event was fake and here's why bang 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 and you know point after point after point yeah that's i'll look into it but uh i don't think so you know totally fake and hoaxed i do think it was a setup job uh looks like i don't have any evidence of that but anything that really strongly points towards that so it could have been a guy who went off the rails. Who knows? It's possible. Do 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 do. Bow bow bow. The time that the you know the timing of this stuff too. It's it's, it's suspect. Do 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 do. Well, let me stop rambling. I got uh, a commercial. So, before I go to break, I got a donation. Peter, Carrie, appreciate it, man. And you're going to be sponsoring the ad that I play. But first, I want to play a bumper, and then we'll get the callers. Oh, and then the ad. <clears throat> Drank a lot of water. I really have to go. Hey folks, Alex Jones here. Well, now I'm not busy fighting the war. I'm listening to Hoaxbusters Call, hoaxbusterscall.com. Join the discussion by dialing 724 Call ID 
on cold ice cream. 33 flavors of freedom. Thirty-three flavors of freedom. Yeah. That's right. Ron Paul ice cream. So, yeah, there you go. Check that out. Von Mises Pieces. I think, uh, what would be in that? Gummy bears? I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, pretzel fragments and, uh. Gummy bear. I don't know what Von Mises pe. What are Von Mises? Von Mises pieces. I don't know. Uh, what else would be in there? Um, what, what would go with uh, food? Food. It's hard. That's a tough one. Um, peanut brittle. I don't know. Uh, fragments. Peanut brittle debris. I don't know. But it sounds pretty good. Vaughn Mises Pieces and uh, Bernanke Berry. Bernanke Berry flavors. 33 of them. So, uh, yeah, I'll be going to Austin on the day after tomorrow. Checking it out again like I did last year. Um, Hopefully they'll have a Ron Paul ice cream there. That seems like a place that would probably have Ron Paul ice cream franchise. They didn't say what their where their stores are open, but uh, I think it was maybe just like a teaser ad. Caller enters. Let's see. Caller inner. So we got uh, Dr. Foster Cluck. Hello. What's going on? How you doing? Oh, I'm just hanging out. I'm hanging out in the camper van. I'm enjoying some Ron Paul ice cream with some. I enjoy Bitcoin sprinkles on my ice cream. Bitcoin sprinkles, you say? Check one, two. Kind of breaking up there. Yeah. Oh, how is that? Is that better? Yeah, that's better. Okay. I think we'll manage. Yeah, it was funny because I was going... It... uh, John sent me the audio for that. I I I said something to that effect. I was thinking the bitcoins would be like waffle cone discs with yeah. chocolate coating on them. Bit bitcoin bites or something like that. I think they probably would have those. Bit bitcoin bites. Bit bitcoin bits. Or you could have some. You could like decorate it with some of Ron Paul's funny little eyebrows. Oh, I wouldn't. I would. Did I tell you? Did I tell you about that? Um, no, I don't think so. Well, Ron Paul, the thing about him, even long ago, he has very interesting features, especially his eyebrows. I don't think I've seen anyone else with eyebrows that, unless unless you're an actual circus clown, um, eyebrows 
they're supposed to go like over your eyes, not towards the corner of your face. If you if you look at a picture of him, oh, yeah. you'll notice he has, he has these little eyebrows that kind of go towards the opposite corners of your face. So so it's so it's like your eyebrows avoid the bridge of your nose. And on occasion, and also during the debates, apparently his his eyebrows just kind of slid off of his face. So he he wears fake eyebrows in order to make himself look ridiculous, I think. And I've even seen pictures when he was younger. He had darker colored hair, darker colored eyebrows. He still has problems with his makeup and his eyebrows just sliding right off of his face. So... If um, if you are going to wear fake eyebrows, why would you have ridiculous eyebrows that look like a clown? And the and the other thing is, I mean, just about anyone can do a Ron Paul impression. I mean, he talks like this, he talks like this, just Ron Paul. Eh? I I mean, people don't really talk like that unless unless you're trying to be a ridiculous character with ridiculous eyebrows and a ridiculous voice. And I sent money to Ron Paul. I mean, I feel pretty foolish. And uh, I think he's just, he's like all the things that both parties were worried about, people talking about that kind of went against their, their you know, the left-right paradigm or whatever. I mean, all, all the things that they could ridicule, I mean, they just put in one package with Ron Paul and, and now, where's Ron Paul now? All those, no one's talking about any of those things anymore. Like, um, I mean, and I sat, I sat back and watched, I watched the Money Masters three times and all stuff like that. And, and it all seems like very important concepts and all those things about how the money system works. And, and I, I understand what they're talking about, but um, it, it's also something that you'll never hear on TV, on the mainstream media, and people now people can just openly make fun of it because it's it was out there already. So yeah, um, maybe and, it, was and it was set all, up to be be ridiculed. Yeah, it was all set up for ridicule. Yep, and that, and that's and that's how if there's something there, I think if there's something they're worried about, and I'm not saying that it's not important, but um, just because of the way everything worked out, now it's now it's just legitimately an object of ridicule when, when someone brings that up because it was already, I mean, hashed out. So, yeah, and, and all the, um, I wonder what all those people are doing now. All those people that were supporting Ron Paul, I mean, the, the what was it called? The Campaign for Liberty. And, I mean, those people are now being... Those people are now being associated with Nazis and tiki torches and ridiculous things and... Yeah, the tiki torches. Yeah, that's a good point, too. That's another thing. Yeah, people are praying against them and and having vigils and... and, uh, Yeah, it's just... uh, it, it makes it makes me want to uh, turn off the TV and not ever look at it again. Is the kind of thing. It's kind of a. It's so uh, like it's like it's like canned. You know, they have the tiki torches and the kind of invoking the Nazi rallies and all of that. It's just really just the imagery in there. It's going to incite. 
it's it's, it's the pre-digested like i was talking about the yeah. the the and, kind of everything kind of needs to be kind of encapsulated and come you know into a bitcoin bite or whatever like we're talking about with the, the can, you know, ice yeah. cream sprinkles or and, whatever and also if, if i don't know if it's still there but if you're if anyone is into flat earth and i i checked it out i'm pretty open-minded i'll I'll look at something, and if I have a visceral response, I mean, to, to something I see on the internet, I'm not gonna. I, I can take it. I can I can watch a little more of it. And the the guy that's really big on flat Earth, that really sounds smart, really sounds like check one two. Can you hear me? Uh, you yeah. dropped out. Like you, your audio <laughs> just a bit. okay. Okay, so the, the the guy that has a channel. Eric Dubay. Um, there's also Nazi stuff on his channel. And like a year ago, there was there's a three or four hour um, Nazi propaganda kind of a thing. And it's got it's got a woman's voice narrating it, like a young woman's voice narrating it, very soft sounding voice. And it's it's just and it looks and. I would be surprised if if uh, anyone left leaning that could watch it for even a few minutes, and and there's all this stuff about legitimizing the Germans and all this stuff about 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 how they wanted peace and all this stuff, and it and it's very well produced, and he's got this long long thing on there about Nazis, and apparently this guy is also a big Nazi sympathizer, so. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So you got him doing Nazi salutes and uh, doing wearing Nazi regalia. Talking about Eric Dubay. Yeah, somebody sent me something that he got some settlement from the vaccine courts, and I didn't post it because it was like um, I I wanted to get confirmation it was actually him. I don't know if it was actually him, but I've heard other people say that was him uh but um well anyway it's kind of a side issue but um that is gonna convoluted very muddy water i mean if if you're trying to figure out who's for real and who's not for real i mean you're not going to be able to figure it out because contradictory things yeah if you're trying to promote an idea or something like that you're trying to have people take you seriously you probably don't want to directly identify with the nazis no matter what probably you think not. the true history of the nazis are you because uh it's a poor, it's, it, it's a poor strategy yeah it's a very poor strategy it's just obviously going to set you up to be a pushboard for the other side the left especially and you're seeing this just caricature of a a nazi like the like this uh like this guy that run the car into the crowd i mean he's got the he's kind of got a nazi look about him like he's got the you know it's it's just the trappings of uh the you know get a get a get a yeah everything but the what was the mustache hitler had i don't i don't, I don't oh, see yeah. well they, they look like they're slack jawed they're kind of mouth breather types 
and yeah, it's just made for TV. It's it's just right. Yeah, it's people with tiki torches. You can just see like moronic guys that don't know what they're don't know their shit from Shinola buying tiki torches, and they they got some. They saw some meme on the internet, and oh, come on out to. I mean, and I, I just wonder, I mean, people need to go out there and see if, if it's some kind of a set if it's some kind of a hoax. I mean, there should be people on the scene when, when it, whenever some of this, one of these things like Sandy Hook or any, any of these big news events that are on all five of the channels, um, there should be people out there looking for news crews and, and, and getting in their faces and, and asking them questions. I mean, I, I, I tend to think anything, because it's so recycled, there's so many. Check one, two. Yeah, you faded completely out that time. But, oh, shit. Well, but, uh, yeah, check your, try to call back in or something. Uh, your connection is really just going all over the place. Yeah, see if you can call back in and get a good connection yeah i've got one or two bars i'll i will sign off and move to a new location all right okay cool sounds good chris i will i will call back in in a few minutes all right talk to you then talk talk amongst yourselves (laughs) all right i'll uh see if i can bring east maryland on the call oh i know who that is I wonder. Tell, say hello. Say hello to Lynn. I'll be back. All right. Yeah. Hello there. What's up, Lynn? How you doing? Uh, all right. How's I was going to ask the get your caller, um, since he used the word visceral in terms of the way he reacted to the appearance and facial expression and body language of Ron Paul on television. I was going to ask him if he recalled his visceral reaction uh, to the demeanor and appearance of and dialect of, say, Ross Perot when he debated Al Gore uh, on the Larry King or, or in, other, in other venues, whether he would make the same observation that he feels perhaps a clownish character is deliberately cast in a certain role in order to capture the huge mass of people out there that might be stirred up around certain issues or to keep them contained, to keep them in the tent, but behind someone who ultimately can be reduced uh, to comic scale, at least, or pathetic scale, maybe. But because I don't think there was anyone that had any illusion that Ross Perot was going to be elected president, let alone Ron Paul. But although Ross Perot, I would say, had a better chance, and certainly Ross Perot had an opportunity to help spoil an election, which is what we were told he did twice. And that's why I don't really regret campaigning for him, even though I, I did feel he, he often projected it. But, you know, remember, this guy was considered, in the business world, he was considered a genius. Yeah. And a root. I think he was like kind of in the same same category where, uh, well, yeah. Another thing too, I remember following that because I was kind of following politics back then, and it was um, something that came up. I was, uh, and it was like, okay, so he's supposed to representation of the conservative ideals and the free market, and then 
kind of you look into uh, how he built his business and like it he, he got some big government contract which was really kind of set him on the course to being a billionaire he wouldn't have got there without that big contract so it's like yeah these all these kind of he never people denied that. yeah he, he never, never denied, denied it but then it's like it's like okay well then like how i mean how do you represent um well, for one thing, how do you get a big contract like that? You, if you look at all these uh, self alleged self-made people, you're going to find some kind of like very lucrative government contract. Apple, you go to the Naval you, you know, Academy. You're going to you go find to the Naval same Academy thing. in Annapolis and join the Navy. That's how you joined the American elite in those days, and I believe that's what Perot did. He went to the Naval Academy and he became a naval officer. That's what American elites used to do, just like British elites. They used to go in to the Navy or the various military. Uh, they used to demonstrate some sort of, uh, you know, for the country and so forth, because how else could you keep the, the, the commoners and the working class rallied around you? But Perot admittedly came from, he claims he came from sort of an upper middle class. Actually, he, he came from a family of uh, uh, pro- prosperous business people. Small, well, not so small, actually. His, his father, I think, was a cotton broker down there. But... Um, he went to the Naval Academy and became an officer, and they said he was a, he was a real pain in the... Although he was a good officer, they resented him because he would get very stiff and offended if anyone uses, used foul language. Now, aboard ship, that's all you hear is foul language, right? Mm, yeah, you hear a lot of foul language. Right, and they said Perot was like a... They said he was kind of prissy about the foul language aboard ship and that kind of... And, and he was very, very, you know... Uh, well, you know, he was, he was a... If he was, if he was an Annapolis graduate, I imagine he was, he was kind of by the book. So that's how he played it, you know. Mm. But the whole thing I'm getting at here is uh, we didn't campaign because we, for him because we liked him. Um, we were out to derail NAFTA. We thought we could derail NAFTA. We ended up derailing a Bush because, of course, Bush Sr. didn't get reelected. But then again, some said he threw that election. He didn't really want to get reelected anyway. Howard Stern said he preferred to be out on the golf course. It was Howard Stern who first accused Bush Sr. of throwing that election of 92? Yeah. No, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But. Well, against Clinton, uh, right? Yeah. That's yeah. a lot of people said that, All that right. he. As far as, the election, and, and he, but, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, here's another thing about Ron Paul. So I've always kind of resented these so-called libertarian types because libertarianism is a scam in America. Really. Did you look up his? Did you look up Ron Paul fake eyebrows? There's pictures no. of him, like where Doctor Buster Cluck described, where his liter- his eye his eyebrows are literally falling off his face, like they're paste-ons or something. Uh, well, maybe it's interesting. He has a skin con- well, maybe he has a skin condition. So what? I mean, where your eyebrows not- fall off? I don't know about that. No, it's like obvious on this one photo here. It's like, whoops, his eyebrows like really, and it's like he's got these like caterpillar-looking yeah. apparatus here on his. Is, is brow. he really bald? Is he bald? Really? And well, no, he's, he's got an eyebrow underneath. It looks like, but just kind of a normal eyebrow, and then he's got this. He's got this. Oh. Uh, a, Oh well, these prosthetic eyebrows you, that are falling off. Yeah, I got to tell you, from 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 kickboxing, I got damage to my. You wouldn't. I'd have to point it out because I cover it up pretty effectively. But if I wasn't wearing 
um, something over it, you could see I have lost a piece of my eyebrow on the right side because that was broken from getting punched. But I didn't go down and I won the fight. Oh, you got punched um, and your eyebrow broke off? Oh, yeah. I can show you. Wow. Yeah, I can show you. But it's not real obvious. What it is is I guess it was damaged here, and maybe the hairs didn't grow back the same way. But it's it's like a spot. It's a spot. You know, I have other spots too on my face that have taken a little bit of damage. I had my nose busted once. But you can't really. I think it looks better from what they did. But you know, that's a whole other story. Um, you know, I don't give a fuck about Ron Paul's fake eyebrows, and it's really shallow and superficial to get on him about that. I want to hang Ron Paul for treason for failing to speak up after 9/11. And that's all I'm going to say about Ron Paul in that, in, that, in that connection. As far as having to campaign for Ross Perot, who was derided as a clown figure by both political parties, by both the Bush Republicans and the Clinton Democrats, and the Gore, Clinton Gore Democrats, and very effectively, very effectively. I have to say, Perot was not demonized the way Trump has been, but then he was cast in a different role. He was cast in the role of spoiler, and I think maybe the Clintons set that up. After all, if you look at Perot's connections down in Dallas, his wife runs Planned Parenthood. Found His wife, I was kind of blown away when I heard this, because during the campaign it came out. Some right-wing Christian fundamentalist or something says, oh, Ross Perot's wife, who's originally from Pennsylvania and was like kind of like a liberal Democrat, uh, she founded the Dallas or Texas branch of Planned Parenthood. You know, basically distributing contraception to women down there and other things. Maybe, I don't know if abortion was, this is before abortion was legal. I think she did it before the 73 decision. But I don't know, maybe, or it might have been, I don't know what the details are on that. You can look at the history on that. Well, but you got to be thinking about something, Lynn, like with yeah. Ross Perot and, 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 and you guys are bringing up Ron Paul. I just, I just came to the realization of something. Because it's like, well, what happened to it? What happened to his campaign? What happened to his message and all that? He took the it, money. It got. That's what happened. It, he took the he money. Took the money he took the money, but he also kind of absorbed all his energies, and it got funneled into no. Trump, right? No, it was alchemically transmuted into Rand Paul, his son. Yeah, but then now, but we got we got uh, the Trump presidency, and I think that we're that kind of got. Where it was like libertarian, and we're, we're, so we've talked about this before, where you have this libertarian ideas, right? And then they're kind of oh, being yeah. merged and melded into the right, what was traditionally yeah. the right. And what's interesting about this, and I was, and I, and I came to the realization of that when I was, it's like, what, what? Okay, this libertarianism. I've talked about this before, but it's like, okay, so you have these sort of conservative ideas as far as economics or what have you or so-called free markets which are a myth we never had free markets that's that's a mythology but anyway um you have also incorporated in like this um the idea like a social liberal with the conservative ideas and it's funny how like these two things are are being merged together on the political spectrum where it's like libertarian and conservative and then it, and then of course with the alt-right it's sort of it's sort of like being this um uh it, it injected into the mix as sort of like this um uh what would be the word like where 
you have sort of the extreme end that nobody really wants to be affiliated too closely with. So in order not to be affiliated, not to be recognized or identified as alt-right or this extreme extremist alt-right, you go more towards the left. And so you're, you're more favorable toward these libertarian, social liberal ideas like pro, pro-gay, pro you know, it's sort of maybe even I've, I've heard a lot of sentiment that's like anti-marriage even or even anti-family. Like, you know, family yeah. is a libertarian yeah. um, where it's like family isn't a, from according to the, a lot of these libertarians are saying like family is oppressive. And I was like, wow, really? This is this is part of libertarian thought. That family itself is also a, a construct that's <laughs> oppressive and we need to get out from under. So I thought it was really they interesting how all this stuff nuclear, is now being they may, they fused might be together. Families. They might mean nuclear families as opposed to... I family. got the impression listening to some people out there, and I'm, of course everybody's different, and I'm not trying to you know, lump everybody in together, but I've, I've, I've definitely heard that this is a part of certain sectors of libertarian thought where it's like um family is oppressive too so you want you don't even want family you might might want to be in an open relationship so it's kind of like this really kind of even would kind of be on the more edgier liberal quote unquote progressive ideas brought in with these so-called conservative ideas like oh pro-gun and um always with the uh, free market horse crap that you know like i said doesn't never existed in america there never was free markets you know to if there if now i'm not talking absolutist but in a limited extent i believe that there is but in a very limited very limited degree that you had any kind of free market in, in the united states so the idea that all the these massive corporations came about, like Google came about or Amazon came about, but through the free market, that's a, that's a fallacious notion right there. Uh, Amazon is a, is a, a, a what, what would it be, a public-private partnership thing. So is Walmart. So is uh, any of these mega conglomerates where... You know, it's like how did I, how did Amazon operate for all those years without a profit? Well, they're obviously. I was having a conversation with Jim S. and like it was like, oh yeah, obviously they were. Um, like he's saying, they're propped up by uh, you know the government, state state apparatus somehow or another. But you know, not not officially, but they'd have to be because you can't normally operate without uh, you know turning a profit. And then still expand at the rate that they expand. But, um, no, there's a lot of different factors to all that. And I don't under- claim to even understand all that. But I, I don't I don't think that's the way it normally works unless you got the, you know. But I, d- I definitely do believe that Google is an extension of the uh, military-industrial complex. I think that's pretty obvious. It's not and not to mention Facebook. How does Facebook make any money? I mean, I don't, they, I don't they see don't. where the money comes in. They don't make the money. They can. I'm, I'm not saying they don't make any money, but I, they don't make their their profit model is not adequate to explain their expansion and their 
how they're how, what is that company worth now it's, it's absurd it's like what are yeah where's the revenue coming from now they sell data i know that and that's a that's a big business but i think that beyond that you gotta yeah you gotta wonder i do plenty of wondering that's for sure by the way what would you dismiss as a uh a fallacious notion. What did you call it? Fallacious notion? Free markets? Whatever. A false. Sort of a totally false notion. It may, in fact, be a very useful myth. I mean, I don't think you should trivialize it. Look at the work of uh, Milton Friedman and the University of Chicago School of Economics. Or, I mean, whole economies have been rebuilt based on that particular variation of so-called free market or libertarian economics, which is... Uh, um, monetarism, manipulate. Of course, they're about manipulation, but that's different from the school that allegedly Ron Paul belongs to. I want to point out something here, just to get the history straight on this, because people like me, we really did bust our asses to try and stop these globalist trade treaties going through in the '90s. We fought, we did, we fought hard, and the Perot campaign was part of that. But I want to point out that the Libertarian Party fully endorsed NAFTA and all these free trade agreements originally because they never even bothered to look at the substance of the agreements but embraced them because they said free trade. And then subsequently, I think post 9-11, the Libertarian Party reversed. Somewhere after that, the Libertarian Party reversed itself and said, oh, now we're opposed to all these treaties that we previously supported because we finally got around to reading them. I'm going to state that. Is there anyone that didn't understand what I just clearly said there? Because yeah, that's a, I, I want, a bunch of fools is what it is. Or liars. Or liars and whores. I say they're whores, and the reason why I say they're whores is because they nominated a CIA agent to be their uh, president. I guess it's pre their presidential candidate not too long ago, Bob Barr. Somebody who locked up his specialty as a prosecutor in Georgia after he left the CIA where he worked as an analyst if you ever really leave the CIA his specialty was locking up pot smokers and pot dealers little little, little nickel dime pot dealers that was his thing it's sending them up the river in Georgia in Georgia home of the chain gang that <laughs> Bob that who was the liber that's who the libertarian party made their candidate there's some understand what a presidential candidate is you have to hope of actually getting anybody legitimately elected, but at least you get to tout a symbol. Somebody's going to represent you, apropos of, as you say, that a Ron Paul with his ridiculous, I don't know, AWOL eyebrows. But as I say, my problem with Ron Paul is he was AWOL after 9-11, and still is. He's a whore. And I say his son is a lying traitor. Now, lately, they've tried to make a hero out of his son in this Scalise shooting. Have you followed this? Or he tried to I, make... I want, yeah. I want someone to prove that they're really... That they are really doctors. That they are... That he's really... That Rand Paul is really like an eye doctor. And Ron Paul has really had thousands of patients and all this. I mean, someone needs to follow up with that. I, I, I would suspect that that's all just a big, a big character... Well, Ron Paul's from down here in Texas, and one of the let's n never forget how Alex Jones fits into this complex, because historically, one of the biggest 
supporters, and I mean, and there's a whole nest of people down there, not just Alex Jones, John Statmiller, and the whole CNP crowd down there, Council for National Policy, down there, and, and isn't that his district down there in Round Rock, Texas? It's like it's like, it's like San Antonio coastal. Okay. It is, it's like a very isolated coastal uh, okay. Uh, okay. Texas still, district, I believe. But there's a Texas-wide network of support for him somehow that has always gotten, you know, the people who staff his campaigns and all that. And, and the media presence that he has very, very much is tied in with regular appearances on Alex Jones over how many, over more than a decade, over 20 years? I mean, how long? A long time. So we should never forget how this network, how the pieces of this network fit together relative to the media and this clown who postures as some kind of champion of liberty from Texas. Selling he, he says it himself. He's a combination. He's like Rush Limbaugh meets Yosemite Sam, or something. He made he made like a comical. <laughs> I mean, I, I I can't believe I fell for it. I, I mean, he's the documentaries he has. There's some. He's very serious in some of the documentaries, and he's a, he's a talented actor, and he's he's not dumb. He's he's. Uh, I, I mean, never. Uh, he was sitting in that Congress. When they pulled off 9-11, and I will never, ever, ever forgive him for failing. And he sat on certain committees, too, that had access. That could have well, demanded... He's not, he's not a real person. He's just... I, I would... Well, that, I that whole Congress is fake. That whole Congress is fake. And he looks exactly like Sir Ian McClellan. I don't know why. Maybe well, he's now not... Now you're starting to sound a little bit like... Uh, which is... Um, <laughs> Uh, Dallas Goldberg. I know, I know, but he does look just—he does look just like him. Maybe it's a coincidence. I mean, maybe he does, but it's but all that, in the ears. <laughs> no, it's not the—it's not the ears, but he just looks just like him. It just—it just makes my skin crawl to look at that. And then, and then you—you you can go look up your own damn pictures, and there's oh my god. Anyway. I mean, it's very disturbing. I just can't get it out of my head, whatever it is. Well, he's part of the history, but we need to focus, we need to focus now on this. That's a distraction, I know. I'm sorry. Well, I had well to, I, no, what I'm saying is his son now, his son now has apparently taken over this op, this PSYOP, right? I mean, isn't his son the flag bearer for this whole thing now? And how would you characterize the political support that his son is seducing and luring and, and brainwashing? They're, they're, they're rather mainstream, right? Or are they not? I don't know. What, what is his son doing at, in the Senate now? That's what I'd like to figure out. What's, what's that side up about? Is he even there? I mean, can you even... I mean, I would challenge anyone to, to go find any of, of your... Especially the congressmen, the, the, the people that are in D.C.'s supposedly i mean can you find them or do they exist or are they ever in their offices i mean yeah, who is yeah, i know people i know i they do i know people who lobby on capitol hill i live right up the road i live an hour from the from dc i could go to they, do, they do make appearances they do make appearances no, you, you can go to their offices and meet with their staffers and you might run into them you might run into them but you're right they're usually not as easily accessible as uh, some of them make a point of being accessible, but maybe that's the act that they're cast to play. That's the role that they're cast to play out of central casting. So here's another question for you, since you're local there. Um, that, is D.C. really crawling with with prostitutes? I mean, are, is, are there really like high-priced 
prostitutes in all the hotel lobbies that that are um, that. I uh, you know is, something is that, is I haven't a, been down. Of, I haven't been down. Is that you just know, a story? Well, here's my here's my problem answering that. I haven't. I don't like hassling with traffic, so I used to go down to D.C. a lot. In fact, you know, I used to hang with a crowd, or you know, I, mean, I dated somebody. We we go to D.C. all the time. It was like right down the road. But I haven't hassled with it much in so many years. The only thing I've been down there for lately, to tell you the truth, are like nine eleven truth meetings and crap like that, you know, um, and events. But so I can't say. I can't say recently, you know, but I can tell you from when I was down there more uh, back, say, around 2005, 2006, 2007, I was down there for anti-war marches, and I was down there for, like I say, I, I was down there with the other truthers, people that wanted to talk about 9-11 during these anti-war marches. Uh, when were they? About 2005, 2006, 2007. You know, um, I don't want to say crawling with it. You know, I hesitate to be too judgmental about D.C. because it's a very crowded and complex place. If you were to go over to 14th Street, I'm sure you would be, you know, maybe overwhelmed by the, the hookers there. But I don't know. I haven't been to Georgetown in years. I don't know what that's like. I ought to take a trip there and then report back to you all on what D.C. is really like. Because I know exactly where to go to see what's happening. I know the, you know, like, for example, if you were going to see... If the if the rich are really out having a good time, you'd go to like Four Seasons in Georgetown. That's where they dine. You know, well, we, just, we just need some people hanging out in the hotel lobbies and the bars and stuff. And are are there really are there really people hooking up? And well, how would I you mean, know, how would you know they're not just doing it by cell phone, by mobile device? Why would they bother to well, hang out in lobbies when they have mobile? De- Oh, yeah, you're right. It's not like a meat market anymore. It's high tech. They just get on the web and they uh, they arrange assignations and they procure things over the web. You know, although I imagine there might be some Deborah Jane Palfreys out there that still keep little black books, maybe. But can can you catch them going? Can you hang out by the elevators and catch them going up there? That would. What I'm oh, you know, that's a good question. That's a good question, because if we were about creating a new media, that's what that media would cover. And, you know, yeah. like, like I see these people out there like Dabu, Dabu 77, you know, that uh, I could see people like him showing up, you know. And, but, you know, you never know how, whether that was compromised or not. You never know how much of that might be staged. That's the problem. Well, but how it would be easy to do, just we're taking a little trip to D.C. and... and no one's, stopping you from, no one's stopping you from hanging out in the hotel lobbies. Right. A, a lot of people went. There. A lot of people went over to that to the pizza, the uh, James Elephantis, uh, what's it called, uh, Comet Ping Pong. A lot of people went over there and took pictures and posted them, uploaded them on the web and videos. And someone went to Best of Pizza and I think uploaded videos from that. You couldn't really see much from that, you know, although there was some acting out on the videos from patrons or employees or management at the locations that were, you know, offended by the fact that people were coming there to check it out. See, that's the other thing you got to take into account. Then they become the persecuted victims of all this. See, that's how they cast themselves. Rand Paul, just about the most interesting... The thing that, to me, sums up Rand Paul 
and every time anybody takes a look at Rand Paul, they ought to look at this video first. It's that classic shot of Abby Martin, and she was still working for RT. Yeah. I think she might have gotten fired over this or disciplined at RT for this, because I know Rand, after this happened, Rand Paul sent one of his staffers over to RT to try to get her fired. It's her chasing after Rand Paul, just asking him about his endorsement of Romney. I mean, about the most mainstream, hey, Senator, what's this? You libertarian, you're supposed to stand for something. How do you, how will your following feel about you just flat out endorsing this uh, big shot uh, Wall Street character, Romney? He's big government for president. And Rand Paul wouldn't stand there and answer. And, it sounds and, like it sounds like yeah. all part of the poster collect to me, though. They, that could all be. And that's I think anything, that's, anything that's on TV, I mean, is suspect. Yeah. Uh, and 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 but Rand, but I I like Rand Paul. He seems like an intelligent person. He's an he eyeball. Like, hey, let me tell you, I like him. Hey. You know why I like him? You know why I like him? <laughs> because he seems like a clever sociopath, an elegant sociopath, unlike his father. Well, well he, I, he, I, he kind of I like the I like the way he shouts down NPR. He'll be on NPR for every once in a while, and he'll he'll like he'll like call them when when they're asking him unfair questions and things like that. I mean, he Better. seems like someone like he seems like someone I could like stand up for and somebody you, you could make president, don't you? To be your could he be your president maybe instead of president? No. would you like him? He could be someone that loses to. The, the the election. They need people to lose elections too. I mean, I I think when you start when you're in college and, or whatever, and someone puts their arm around you and says, "Hey, you, you ever thought about politics?" And I, I think the first thing they need is is people to lose elections. They they need people to to be. You know what that sounds like? like? That sounds like the first thing a boxer needs to do is take a few dives to get his career. Oh yeah, exactly. it's exactly it's a game, of course. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but who's the promoter? Who's the Don King? That's who. We, that's who we need. Well, in the case of the Trump White House, we know it's Vince McMahon. You know. You know when you'll know. I tell you what. Here's when you'll know that they may actually be getting ready to sacrifice a Clinton or to really take down somebody big. When they move Vince McMahon out of the Trump entourage and Dana White in, then you'll know that they're really going to offer up a real sacrifice. And it's not because so far they haven't sacrificed anybody, right? He promised he was going to lie. This is an important thing in regimes. They make promises, say, like, you know, uh, you know I promise you the head, the heads of my opponents. I promise they're going to be investigated. They're going to be tried. He just blew that right off. And that's probably the primary reason why a lot of people voted for him. I'll bet you that's the main reason why the bulk of the people who voted for him voted for him was because of their dislike. And they're wanting to taking seriously his claim that he would see these, these crimes committed by Hillary Clinton and the rest of them at the State Department and the Clinton Foundation and their global initiative, on and on and on, would be investigated. Money laundering and other things that went on. Not to mention the destruction of those servers and, and smashing their devices allegedly with hammers and crap. I wonder if they really did that or just threw them in the dumpster. It wouldn't matter because the FBI was in, was in on it. That's amazing that the director of the FBI can go on TV, go on CNN and say, and everywhere, and say, oh, yeah, uh, we decided that there, there was no deliberate intent. We'll de 
Did you demand the servers be turned over? Well, no, yeah, but they refused to turn the servers over, so we left them keep the servers, and all that they erased the content. But we got them now. I, I'm, I'm just at the point that it that it, it, if if it could be all if anything could be made up, I mean potentially. I mean I understand that something could be legit. This could be legit. That could be legit, and it sounds it sounds reasonable. But but if there's a chance, and if you know that it's happening, that that they're making shit up, and and that people are actors, and I, I mean. Well, yeah, I, that 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 just discredits everything, and why why even waste your time? I mean, I mean, there's so many things you can concern yourself with that doesn't have to do with with mainstream right. media right. content. I mean, if I mean, they why, announce, why, if they if throw, Hillary Clinton I mean, were arrested, baby, I mean, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. But if the but if the baby is just a not even a baby, I mean, you might as well throw it out. I mean, if they announce they arrested Hillary Clinton tomorrow, if they announce they arrested Hillary Clinton. Would, would how would would you believe it? How how would you know it was if they announced they had arrested Hillary Clinton and charged her with criminal violations of the Espionage Act among other things? God, yeah, I could see her all night. Is, <laughs> but the thing is, you're going to hate me. The thing is, Hillary Clinton looks exactly like Shirley Jones from the Partridge Family. You know, exactly. Uh, you kind of <laughs> maybe they're clones. I don't know. Maybe they're clones. Look at look at look at that. <laughs> And I know, I know it's well, that, like, I, I mean, if, if I, if I saw that guy and if I was walking through Dallas and I saw that guy, I would, I would definitely have a thing or two to say to him. I mean, I, I think he's probably full of shit too. I, I mean, it's, and, and that's, and that's my, that's why I chose the name Dr. Flusterclut because the whole thing, the, the water is so muddy. There's so many people out there. Check one, two. Yeah, the, worst example, the worst example, I don't know if I was coming through because I only had a couple of bars on my phone, but, but yeah, the, the, and I'm not a flat earth guy, okay, but, but that guy, Eric Dubay, has a bunch of, a years, like a year or two ago, he had a whole bunch of, like a giant Nazi yeah, <laughs> now you're kind of <laughs> now God. you're kind of frustrated you're really frustrating me because i don't see I how in hell, 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 hey, hey, i don't see how in hell you can tell me <laughs> and everybody else here that that eric dubay or mark Sargent or any one of these specific individuals is the sole voice and and face of uh, f so-called flat no, earth? They're not. That's totally no, they're not. representing it. You know, they're it. certainly not. I'm just, I'm just trying so to demonstrate that it's. Well, well and, and the other thing is, I hate that weaponizational language. The word is not flat; it's oblate. What, the question is: the question is how oblate or how spherical would you like? Since shapes in nature are not perfect, they're not platonic, <laughs> idealized. <laughs> shapes they're irregular everything in nature is irregular so how oblate or how spherical would you like or maybe pear-shaped well whoever's coming up with all this shit if, if they if they like to listen in to to the people that that are i, I mean they must just be laughing their asses off Co coming up with people. what shit come out with what you mean with the fake shit that nasa uh, is getting paid for is that what you're talking uh, you don't sound real angry about that I'm, I'm suspicious uh, well, of your viscera here. You don't sound visceral. You know, you're visceral about. <laughs> it's just funny now. 
Yeah, you I'm, be, I'm beyond angry. I'm beyond angry. I'm just, I'm just, I'm but just if you throwing had to come my hands terms, up Well, let's, let's be proportional here, because that's part of what the powers of discernment are. And you pointed it out before. You talk, You said, well, you got to prioritize things in your life. Otherwise, these people will make, will drive you, will, will totally mess your mind up. You got a priority. Well, maybe, maybe my mind's messed up, but I, but there are other things you can well, concern yourself with. I'm asking you to with. prioritize NASA right now because it, let me tell you, it consumes a pure huge... bullshit. I, it's pure bullshit. I know, I know it is. I'm what, convinced. What should no anyone? One's ever, no one's ever been to outer space. There's no space. Right. No one's ever been up there. Okay. I, I, I no, no one's been able to convince me of that, and it would be a lot easier to fake it than it would be to but actually go to the moon. Me. But you see, that's not what bothers <laughs> me. What, what, what bothers me is being raped like that. I'll say it again. What bothers me is the way you all out there let yourselves be mind-raped like that. I can't get over it. I just can't. well, I can I can look at it. I can objectify it enough that I'm not being not being mind raped. I mean, I, I feel like before we uh, you all brought up an interesting question earlier. I wanted to go back to that because we're off on this flat Earth uh, mulberry bush again. But I want to what if Hil- <laughs> what if Hil- Hillary Clinton got brought up in charges like y'all were talking about and then they like send her to the electric chair. That would be great. That would be funny. <laughs> I mean not cuz it's yeah. fa- you know it's fake in a theater but it would I don't I'm not really thinking it's funny but like it would it would it would go in line with it would really kick up the hysterics, you know. Like if something like that were to I'm not trying to make a prediction, but that would be that would really make things interesting. Like, oh, she goes well, up on think, treason and, and there's a the big trial. And... Do you think they faked the Rosenberg ex- electrocution? Because that was a worldwide. I don't know. Okay, yeah. I don't even know media. about that. One. Yeah, I think they faked Timothy McVeigh. I said yeah. Timothy McVeigh was laughing on the he was giggling when he when they took him out of the uh, so-called death <laughs> chamber. But uh, yeah, but I, yeah. I think. Uh, Terry McVeigh, that that bomber, was also, yeah, it's, it's the same kind of thing. That, that's another thing. I would say the thing, the things that are suspicious as far as fakery, the list, bombings, endless, shootings, endless, bombings, endless. shootings, riots, public mm-hmm. trials, assassinations, um, yeah, electric, any uh, executions. Um, OJ, Monica, anything that's on all the channels and is being hyped. I mean, it's a lot easier to make shit up than it is. They're, they're not actually going out there with journalism looking for looking for stories to put out on all five of the channels at once. I mean, that's that's that can't possibly happen. I don't think. And and the, how do they decide? What's going to be the news cycle? How did how do all the channels get together and decide that this is going to be what we're all going to cover together this week? And and I, I, I just and the wire service. How does that how does that work? How does how does AP and UPI and Reuters and all those get together? And I mean, so someone must be making decisions about that. There must be some editorial decision making going on and it can't just be a coincidence that all I mean all five of the channels that represent all the media conglomerates all happen to 
cover the same things at the same time? Is it just real, real obvious that these are the things that need to be on all the channels? I mean, no, no one even considers that. They, they just they just turn on the TV. If, if anyone has an official sounding reporter voice, there's Walter, there's Walter Cronkite. I mean, they have these ridiculous voices, and that gives them legitimacy. And if it's a reporter with a voice on there, it must be true. And people just suck it up. They're like suckling infants, as Harlan Ellison said in an interview one time. I mean, people are people will just ingest any sort of content that's that's out there because it's news, because it's an official voice, because it's an expert out there that knows about news. It must all be true, and it must all couldn't possibly be staged or faked. So, and and everyone's on board with it because it's been going on for so many decades. Well, yeah, so, in the past, like the uh, French Revolution and all that, where you know, where I guess shit starts to hit the fan, so to speak, and then heads start to you know roll what they said. But then, of course, that was you know brought this up before. That was. Uh, that was the day and age of uh, Madame Tussaud. She's famous for you know making wax figures, strikingly, strikingly realistic. You know, if you you've ever seen, of course y'all have seen those wax figures. You know, you ever seen one up close, like a uh, really really well like uh, I was in uh, New York City and they had I didn't go inside of it, but they have that museum, that um, wax museum. Real famous one that Madame Tussauds uh, wax works or whatever it's called, and they had um, who was it, Robin Williams in in the front in like a display window, and uh, they said you know that's it it's it's um, you know his his exact likeness, but it looked like a dude standing there, like it looked like a a, a real per like standing there. It was like it was so realistic looking. It was really impressive. I was really impressed by it i was like wow that is that that was actually the first time i'd actually seen one up close that was um you know a, a i guess a professionally done wax figure and you know i thought about that later i said yeah you stick that in a coffin make the eyes closed nobody would there ain't no way anybody would especially you know dead people aren't familiar with what dead people look like you put it in a co or put a head in a basket that's like that you know that head put it in a basket and put, put some fake blood on it it's like who would know no nobody would know it'd be it's a it's a perfect ruse for uh political theater and i believe that's what the lot went on during the french revolution all these revolutions that's what all politics is it's it's theater for the masses um it 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 it's a it's like a um you know it's a it's a stage just like Hollywood, just like movies, except for it, it's going to have more impact. And then plus on top of all our conditioning from being, you know, conditioned to, to films and television and movies and all that fiction. Then when something's presented to us as real, we really react to it. People really react to it strongly, very strongly. And it's like, well, the question I asked, like with Kennedy too, it's like, um, yeah, was that real or was it fake? Um, like, I don't know. I wasn't there. I, I, I think there's plenty of evidence to suggest that may indeed have been fake. And that's about as far as I go with it. But it's like, I think that the, you, you should examine the premise. So like what, okay, what exactly is a president to you personally? 
Like, what is a president? Like, what does that mean to you? And why does it make you? Why does it move you? Why does it affect you emotionally? The the presidency. I'll, what is I'll it? I'll tell you what it is. What is it? Well, what it is, it's it's a means to create very valuable media content, and and it happened over a hundred years ago. Edward Bernays uh, coined the coined a propaganda. It's it's duality. It's it's um, it is. A, con- a concept that, uh, at the same time, it it uh, two concepts that oppose each other and also define each other, and it it's that way. Um, there's there's two sides, and you can divide and conquer, and you can create media content on both sides that, that's very persuasive and personal. People keep coming back for it. People make it part of their um, part part of their um, it, it's just a part of their personal belief system that that whether you're on the left or the right, I mean you can you can have and, and the reason it's so effective is because there's both concrete and abstract examples of duality. The concrete ones are like inhale, exhale, dead or alive. Um, I mean, uh, up and down. I mean, you 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 couldn't have one or the other. You couldn't have one without the other. And they define each other. They oppose each other. And you can also have abstract examples of that, like good and evil, or uh, left and right. And b- because it seems so natural, because it's so impermeated in our human psyches, because of of the of the world that we live in. Um, it, it's just, it's just easy, and and people fall for it, and they make it, they keep coming back for it, and that's all people do nowadays. They, they say that um, eight hours average uh, media consumption a day. I mean, even little children. Um, I mean, that's messed up. People are just sitting around watching the little screen all the time and just taken in like suckling infants like Harlan Ellison said I mean it doesn't matter what it is people people will just eat it up and some people just really go whole hog on it they they just said this is part of my personal identity I'm a social justice warrior or I'm or I'm an alt-right um whatever I'm buying tiki torches down at the so yeah I mean and 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 it's and it's a profit motive there's there's multimedia meat those conglomerates, they are legally bound to provide a maximum return on investment for the shareholders, and it's just a formula that works for them. And, it's, and like you say, it's probably been going on since, I mean, for at least 100 years. I mean, I mean, this, this is just how you crank out, I mean, stuff that people will just eat up over and yeah. over, and it's just a formula. So they go, they go get torches, and they march around shouting slogans uh what were they saying i mean yeah it's just it's really simplistic people don't know anything about nazis except that they except that they do that they they do that salute and they have swastikas and they hate everyone and that's all they know and that's all they that's all they need to do to they'll have vigils they'll have and since and since the nazis hate everybody they hate gays they hate every other race they hate 
I mean, they, they want to take over the world with white people or whatever. It's, it's just a ridiculous concept. And, and people just think that there's crazy rednecks out there that, that are just dumb and they'll just fall for anything. And, I mean, what better reason to, to have vigils and to, to pray against them and, and white people are evil or what? I mean, I don't even understand what the motivation is exactly, except that people are just just uh, watching stuff they see on TV or on or memes. Now there's memes. So all, all, all you have to have is one picture and with a slogan. And that's enough to trigger you and you're triggered. And then you can, I mean, put comments on the I mean, people are just sitting there. I mean, uh, it's just ridiculous. I mean, there's other things you can concern yourself with. There's there's a whole there's a whole world of things that don't have anything to do with with the topical things going on. And I think most people, I mean, most people have figured that out, and they don't want to watch TV. I think the ratings are way down. People aren't watching these things, and and they're desperate. They have to have some kind of a dramatic event in order to get anyone to watch. Oh yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I was looking at uh, Google Trends. Because I was I was wondering, it's like, okay, how much uh, people, how many people are actually interested in this uh, Charlottesville thing? And it didn't even show up from what I can tell. Maybe I was looking at the wrong thing, but it, it wasn't even in the top 10 search. And I was like, what, what is the top 10? And there was something that was in the number one, and I clicked on it. And it was like, okay, the fuck is this? Is it... Um, McDonald's is bringing back a a sauce that they had that was tied into some cartoon show and then oh, they yeah. gave it out as a promo <laughs> and that and then some guy got his as some Twitter contest or some horse shit and he sold it on eBay for like 15 grand it's like a I guess one of those little packets of freaking soy sauce or some shit for mcdonald's and it sold for 15 grand and that was like the number one i said this is what people's minds are on they don't it's like yeah like you're saying do they they're tuned out and everybody's kind of fractured off into these little all this ephemera that's out there where it's like this cartoon show i never it's something more more morty and ricky or something and i've never i've never seen it i I wasn't familiar with it but apparently it's like oh here's another kind of obscure cartoon i guess that's really popular among people at least enough to where it's the number one google trending search and i was like well shit what is this it doesn't even so it's like there's all these different uh in the in the entirety of the so-called media sphere, the media drome or whatever, there's all these little bubbles, these little individual spheres, and you're thinking, well, that's something that's sort of arcane or obscure, but I think they they can they they can like it ebbs and flows, and people are on board with the subject enough to drive the search results like that. It's really strange. I don't know how to exactly describe well, it if I'm describing it correctly. I believe, but. I believe it's true that people, I, I don't know if it's eight hours a day, but uh, like people consume a lot of media content and they're just clicking and watching and, and they're not really thinking. They're, they're just, they're just, and, and that, that's just what they need to make money. They just need people to click on things and, 
and watched and and if someone actually does have a conversation if there is if there is really if people are concerned and there's like some public outcry or whatever i mean it's just people parroting the media content that they've seen and there might be one little thing that they like and and I, I mean, I, it seems like the people that are doing vigils and going to demonstrations and things like that, they, they're, they're people that are, hey, man. There you go. The Johnny Law. What's that? What's that? Oh, sorry, man. I'm being, I'm being a cop. What's up? Did he lose the Check one, two. Or... Uh, I don't know. It sounded like the cop showed up. Shining flashlight in his van. What? Oh, I don't know. All right, man. I'm talking on the phone. All right, take care. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm hanging out in the parking lot. Listen, I'm, I'm praising Jesus with him. So anyway, but but it, people right. are just people don't even know what they're doing. They're just clicking on stuff, and I mean, it's very frustrating. It's hard to have a conversation with someone. Well, it's that, like kind of the what. Just, Parroting, parroting the things that they saw on the TV that's that's very likely did not even be real at all. It so. was like the most kind of trivial diversion that I've seen in a long time. It's like this this is really kind of get, getting into like uh, it was really just strange. I don't, I don't know. I was kind of taken aback by that. I was expecting like the Charlottesville thing to be in the search results. And it wasn't even there. I couldn't find it. It's like, where? okay, where is it in the search rankings? And it's not. And then I was like, okay, what's number one? And it was that. And I was like, wow, this is strange. This is like not. And you're thinking, well, how relevant is this stuff in the media? How relevant is the media even at well, this here's, point? Here's something else. The, the only people that watch the news are, are older generation. I mean, It's not even relevant anymore, are, is it? I mean, young young people don't watch the news at all. I mean, I've been I've been hanging out with some younger people, and and there's there's no talk of politics or anything. Or, I mean, the I, the only people that are really upset about politics are it's it's the it's the gen the issues of gender and and uh, yeah the sexual identification and things like that. If, if someone thinks that they're that they're one of the LGBTQ plus, what they identify as one of those. I mean, th those people kind of get together and talk about political issues a lot, perhaps, and and they're and they're really triggered by the by the Nazis and the and tearing down statues and things like that. Yeah, I mean, but you're talking about like a fringe of a fringe. Of those. Yeah, like, that those and and I was hanging out with some hippie fringe type people this summer so um, I, I think most people are just trying to entertain themselves and, and they're just clicking on stuff and, and they here's, don't really care they, here's how it goes a, maybe that's a crisis maybe that's a crisis and they're trying, they're trying to come up with, with more and more outrageous things uh, to, to get people to watch at all so yeah, here's how it goes down. Maybe I think it's like where people maybe um, no one's watching and they're they're just flailing and, and trying to come up with crazy stuff. So, well, people go to work. You get off of work. You're like kind of exhausted from the shit going down at work. 
He's like, he kind of spent, like, emotionally, you know, mentally. And you just want to kind of just get something really banal and just nonsensical to entertain you, kind of, like, take to decompress and take your mind off shit. And then you kind of go mill around. You pop a, one of them microwave, what do they call it? What are, what are those things? Or, like, because I see them everywhere. They're real popular. You know, the... Lean cuisines or some shit. I forget. I don't know. You pop them. They're pre-packaged thing in the microwave, and you pop. I, when I was working full time, I, I didn't eat those all the time, but I always notice those in people's carts and stuff like that. And I would get like um, Chinese food in the in the things, the Chinese container deals, and pop those in the microwave. They weren't half bad. I don't recollect yeah. them not being too bad. Szechuan chicken in there or some shit, kung pao chicken or something, in in the in the Chinese style. But you get it at the frozen food section or something. No, it'd be like refrigerated. I think you pop one of those in. You 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 sit. You kick back and you watch some crap on uh, Netflix or a rented movie. Or people don't watch TV much anymore. I don't think they'll go on the Netflix now. Or whatever, but the, the the point being, it's like, yeah, you mean you you put in a good eight hour day, eight hour plus day every day. You get off, and then it's like, okay, you got to do what you got to do to get ready to go to work the next day. And then you want some like, and then you're kind of wanting some entertainment. You maybe got a couple hours to kill to get some entertainment on. And it's like you don't want anything challenging. You've already been challenged enough. And you go for the just, you know, real kind of simple stuff, you know. That's why you're seeing all these cartoons and, and all and this other stuff. Uh, yeah, pornography apparently is like a $30 billion. <laughs> apparently everyone's doing, watching that. And, like, even women apparently are watching pornography. But you want to get off work and you want to turn on like a bunch of people yelling and talking about race issues and Robert E. Lee's freaking bronze statue and all that horse shit. I don't think people are. I don't, I don't think yeah, people are I don't tuning think into too it. Many people are watching the news. Is like MSNBC, like maybe six hundred thousand people a day watch that or something. I mean, it's like it's like I don't think people are watching any of that stuff that we're so concerned about. Most people are just. Hanging out and I don't know what they do. It's a good question. Smoke a bowl and uh, yeah, eat some of that. What is it? Kung Pao chicken or something in a in the container and just kick back and get ready to kind of wind down to go with it. Maybe pop pop an oxycotton or whatever whatever your drug of choice is. There's always a drug of choice. Uh, it's yeah, that's what. That's what I think the majority of people are pretty much into now. They're not into politics. They don't care. It's just not interesting enough. Well, I've, I've desperately tried to find people that are that are not into that at all, that don't watch TV and have other, that have, I mean, there's plenty of other things you can concern yourself with. I mean, I mean, media, the media hasn't taken over everyone's mind i mean there's plenty of other things i mean there's there's the natural world you can you can travel you can i mean there's 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 plenty of good things to do out there besides worry about 
Tiki Torch, slack-jawed people mowing down people at the... I, I mean, surely there's other things <laughs> I mean, that people can do and worry about. I mean, there's there's like arts and crafts. There's you can uh, you can work in the garden. Um, you can uh, just lie down under a tree and look at the clouds go by. You can uh, there's philosophy. There's I mean, surely there's people can figure out something else to do besides just gobble up ridiculous media content. I mean. I'm just saying there's I mean, so much con there's so much competing for the average person's attention. I mean you got all this media now. You got oh video games is a major one. I could see yeah, I could see people just spending hours and hours on video games. I've spent plenty of hours playing uh video games. Uh I was going to uh yeah, after I got out of college and shit. I didn't have time when I was in, but when I after I got out, it's like uh, I had a roommate that had a one of those consoles, and it was like shit. I started playing that that stuff, and it was like, man, I would be three o'clock in the morning. I got to go to work the next day, and I'm still playing this freaking frog dude that runs around. I can't remember that game. It was like it was just like addictive as hell, man. It was like I have to Bobber. complete this level. It was uh, <laughs> god dang, what was the name of it? A Abe's uh, Odd World. Got to look that up. It's uh, yeah. It's just uh, you get to one level and it's like you're Abe and you're this guy. You don't have any weapons or anything. You got to kind of like jump over the bad guys and shit and 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 duck and dodge and it's just really it's just the way they make that game. It's just super addictive. Like you got to get you just. You complete a level. It's pretty challenging. It's challenging enough where you don't get completely frustrated. But, like, you can go to a level and try to complete it. And I, I would be playing, like... I was playing video games with my nephews. I have a six-year-old nephew. And... It was, I guess it was, kind of, it was kind of fun to play. It was like a little driving game or something. But I was, tell, I was telling you, now, if you're too young to play a video game... You can go on YouTube, and there are uh, there are YouTube channels where you just get to watch other people playing the game, like like an adult sitting next to a next to a child that are playing the game together. It's like training for games that that you're too young to play. I mean, there's yeah. And then the fir the first thing my my six year old nephew asks me is is do do you have YouTube on your phone? And I said, well, uh, no, I don't have YouTube on my phone. I mean, I I would rather like go outside and play with my nephew or something or or do something else. I mean, and luckily my brother in law has has a bunch of pinball games in the he's like purchased actual pinball machines from the twentieth century in his house. And he's he's got my, my two nephews playing those pinball games, and and that just seems like a much better thing to do. I mean, it, it's it's I mean, some of them are from the seventies. It's like like a electro mechanical pinball games, and 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 you, and you really have to figure out how to how to get the 
get the bonus and how to how to progress in the game and, and it's I mean well you're actually dealing with is something that, is that, physical is that is that, so that much kinda... worse than the be but, but at least you don't have the flash I mean there's actual flashing lights and stuff but I mean maybe it maybe it doesn't ha- maybe there's something more wholesome about that I mean well you're kind of getting in things like that in years ago tune with actual yeah. real world physics i guess you know with the with the actual yeah, steel like, ball I mean, and all that there's but. an actual ball that's like hitting the yeah. i mean that that to me to me that seems um a little more wholesome i i don't know and there's there's not whatever the flicker rate or something with the just just that the whole act of looking staring at a screen for for hours at a time and and it makes me dizzy. They they have like my over at my sister's house. They have a, a fancy, a big fancy TV with a console and everything. And I played that driving game for for an hour or so. And I got up off the couch and I was I was dizzy. And I, I'm not used to doing that. I mean I, I just yeah. I mean maybe I had a beer or two or something. But, but I mean yeah. but, but I I think it's I think. Well, here's the thing. I think I, I, I think that um, it's it's such a it's cultural influence. Like people are, uh, a lot of younger people too are into the games, and they don't. I don't. I don't think they do a whole lot else. I mean, they might have some outdoor activities, some select ones, but as far as consuming media goes, I think it's either playing games or looking at something on YouTube or something that's related to gaming. I mean, you'll you'll run across that if you spend any time on YouTube. It's like, um, okay, who commented on uh, this? And then you look at their channel, and it's like, oh, video game stuff. And it's like, well, they divert off. Sometimes they might get, yeah, they might get a little bored with it at times, but their mainstay is uh, video gaming, you know. That it, I think that um, there was a what was the guy's name? He's like the number one YouTuber. The uh, Pootie Pie is like a gaming. Yeah, he's the number one. Yeah, it's a game. It, or, yeah. I think it used to be primarily him playing games and commenting, but then he kind of got off into doing some other just kind of silly stuff. But he's the, like the number one subscribed to YouTube channel, and there was some kind of controversy whether it was completely concocted or what I don't know. But where he made some Nazi references and yeah. jest, you know, he's just like kind of joking around. He makes references to Nazis, and um, so then he got you know these uh, hit piece articles on him saying that oh he's he's a Nazi thim- sympathizer and this that and the other thing. Which was this kind of uh, concocted, uh, made made you know just made a big to do about nothing over this, some comments this guy made, and uh, got blown up into this deal, and he was getting some uh, he was getting some uh, sanctions on his channel and all this other stuff from YouTube, and it it and I and I got to thinking about it. It's like a lot of these kids that tune into him, and they hear, they don't even know what Nazi is. They probably have like a good majority of them when they hear Nazi, they don't really know what that's supposed to even be about. I don't even know. I don't even know what it is. I mean, I've I've looked at plenty of Nazi stuff, and I have no idea what the hell went on. I, I mean, I, I just I just wonder. 
I mean, what people were thinking, and and it was was World War II just a huge racket for people to, I mean, to make. I mean, it's a it's a very resource intensive activity having a world war. I mean, everyone drops everything, and and there's all kinds of money spent. I mean, all the banks get to issue all kinds of debt, and and I, I just I just don't even know what what actually happened. And and I'm not even sure if I want to know. I mean, I would almost rather concern myself with, with, I mean, things that I have more control over that I don't have to wonder about so much. I mean, remember suit Nazis? What, what is a suit Nazi? Remember that from from I, Seinfeld? Yeah. Yeah, I see that you you identify. I don't think I ever sat through a, a complete episode. I couldn't stomach that. I couldn't. Me stand either. It. I don't like science. I don't like observational humor either. Right. Right, it's so self-smug and self-conscious and everything else. Um, but I remember going to work and having people t- making joking about suit Nazis or something like that. I come to find out now that one of the key figures in the one of the key architects of the Trump campaign is this uh, Bannon, Steve Bannon character who took over Breitbart, and apparently he is collecting millions and millions in residuals and royalties from reruns of Seinfeld. Oh Christ. Well, he was a writer for that show or something? No, I think he was he or a Wall Street investment. You know, he put, put capital investor. He owned a piece of it. Oh, okay. He invested. He got investors behind it. Yeah, he's not a creative type. Ain't nothing creative about him. So you all ever seen this uh, documentary, The Weight of Chains, about uh, what what supposedly went down in uh, Kosovo, Bosnia during that during the Clinton administration and all that? I haven't seen this, but I have to tell you, I have studied that particular war in great detail. In great detail from the moment, at the time it happened. I think that it gives you, this documentary gives you a good insight into what goes on in war and what it's kind of designed to do and what it ends up resulting in doing. I mean, they got... They, you know, targeted, just like they did in Iraq, they targeted, you know cultural centers, schools, factories, and, and, um, so they got them, yeah, television stage, stuff like that, uh, uh, infrastructure, and just basically, um, kind of really crippled their infrastructure and their economy, uh, the Yugo factories, they bombed them, they had, they were like making cars, and, you know, their economy was doing really good, and they had really good, um, quality of life index and all that there so they were so-called democratized and they were westernized and they were prosperous and it's like oh we gotta we gotta go in there and blow some shit up you know nato went in there and just blew a bunch of shit up and then that paved the way to all this so-called economic reform and all that with uh like that guy uh john perkins talks about the with the uh predatory capitalism and all that so they basically reconfigure their economy to open them up to all this EU influx of goods and all this other stuff. So it's just this social engineering restructuring program that's conducted by the so-called Western forces, whatever that means. But anyway, NATO and the Brits and the United States and all that military might, that's, that's what they do. They go in there and just kind of rearrange the furniture and just shut, uh, shut down their inner industry and, um, so they can't be anywhere remotely independent 
I think that was the the point. It's like they were they were a little bit too big for their britches as far as the, the, to the extent to where they were sort of independent and kind of self-sustaining. That that can't be allowed. You know, it's like we gotta re we gotta re uh, restructure everything so that the so that the uh, corporations can come in, take over, and that they can. Yeah, open up. They had a huge influx of goods from like Germany and different areas around. So they would, you know, have these subsidized goods come in and undercut all their farmers and all their what was ever what was left of their uh, yeah farm production and all that. And I think that that's that pretty much uh, summarizes uh, when you hear about war. Uh, we need to go. We need to have regime change in this region. It's probably a good indicator that they're fairly prosperous and that they are fairly uh, relatively independent, and that that can't that can't be allowed. Um, so I think that's what what goes on. We hear about these wars, and they were talking about well, what was the kind of uh, general sentiment of the people? It was like the exact opposite of what was being portrayed in the media, obviously, and it was like. Uh, they were they were not wanting any of these reforms, and then they kind of got in there and like heavily propagandized them through the media, and played up the uh, the NATO forces as heroes, the America, Americanism, and all that, and really got people kind of uh, it, it backing the whole idea. And then uh, it's really pretty. Uh, Kind of, it's, on one level, it's pretty disturbing, but I think it's a um, pretty good, pretty good documentary that kind of goes into all well, what, what went down there. Every place, we, every place we invade has plenty of resources. Like Afghanistan has opium and lithium, and 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 Libya it has like the very best oil, like the light, sweet, crude that doesn't have to be processed very much. And, I mean, it just seems pretty obvious that we're, that we're just, I mean, knocking on the doors of all the people that that, uh, that don't cave into the banks and, and they have a lot of resources. And so we just go in there and use our military and, and just uh, take over. And, and it, just, it just seems pretty obvious to me. I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's some more complexities that I don't understand, but, but just invading places that have a lot of resources it just seems like <laughs> i mean i mean that's a good way to make enemies all around the world and yeah it's like a strategic region too that uh what is it the all the geography there and Unical, yeah unical pipeline that yeah i mean yeah afghanistan is strategic and they have all the all the opium. I think the opium. What one of the things I wonder about does, um, like all the oxycontin and all the all the the big crisis with with uh, opiate drugs and stuff. I mean, what what does it take to create pharmaceutical opiate drugs? I mean, do, do they have to have actual poppies, opium, in order to to manufacture those things does, does synthetic drugs does that mean 
I, I mean, do, do we really need poppies in order to create Oxycontin is my question. Mm, I'm not sure. I think, I think so. I think some, some actual opium so goes would, into the development of that. Sense. That would make sense. I mean, I mean, they, har- they harvest the poppies and then it goes to the pharmaceutical factory that's in China someplace. And I mean, is is that how it works, or or is is it depends I, a place I, a place like uh, Haiti or East Africa? They're the human resource. Uh, they're the primary resource. Might be humans for experimentation with vaccines. I mean, Haiti. It looks like that's been a major location for testing pharmaceutical vaccines and so forth. So you've got la- you, you can. In other words, you know, we're talking about, of course, the cash involved in things like the heroin. And, and and the rare earths and so forth, but and, and what's what's the ratio between between black market heroin and and uh, and whatever goes to the pharmaceutical factories? I mean, well, it depends who's got to get their cut. Obviously, you know, the pharmaceutical companies could make synthetic fentanyl and other things, and probably drive heroin off the market if they wanted to. But the heroin. Can they? Can you make? Can you make synthetic heroin without any poppies at all? It oh, says you here that uh, you can simulate. You could simulate easily uh, oxycontin. I mean, there's so what are what are oxycontins according to this part partnership for the drug three kids website? They're pain relieving drugs, either naturally derived from poppy flowers or lab made. Semi-synthetic substitutes. They, they, they work the effect of. Uh, they work by attaching to particular sites in the brain called opioid receptors, which carry messages to the brain. The message the brain receives. But you got to remember who's plugged in. You got to remember how they they use the international uh, narcotics trade in things like heroin and cocaine to make to you know as a form of social organization and social control, right? For doling out the cash. To distributors and, and for laundering, it's so there are other considerations involved besides simply how easy it would be to market and you know a, a drug user drug. But I, I come again back again to this question of what's the ultimate resource that they want when there's nothing else left, and it's the flesh and the blood and the, and the harvesting of organs and human slaves. That's what it's really going to come down to in many of these places. Because as you say, in the case of the Balkans that whole Kosovo business, I mean, once you totally destabilize the place, destroyed the economy, destroyed the, you know, destroyed any, any kind of social stability that exists in this place, what's left? I mean, pe- that's where you get, uh, so, you know, white slaving, so to speak, which is the trafficking in women and children. I mean, that, that's exactly what that comes out of. That's what war zones are. Yeah, it's market. like um, well, see, it's a uh, on one level, it's a uh, it's it's purely sort of a a business venture. Well, yeah, I had that Smedley Butler talk about that in that book, famous book. I think that's accurate, you know, to a large extent. The war is a racket. Where, a racket. Uh, he goes Wait. into yeah how he was basically a um, sort of a private security op you know the marines he was a marine he was like the highly most highly decorated marine and uh you know marine history and he says yeah it's a it's a racket where basically this um private security force where these uh company big corporations and we go in there and we um 
you know, break shit and we tear shit up and um, get people in line for the big corporations to move in and set up shop. Yeah, that's what they did in Kosovo, and that's what they did, and that's what they always do. So it's like it doesn't matter that they already have – they're already prosperous, and they already have factories, and they already have high employment, and they already have – and the conditions for the people are very good, and they have affordable access to, you know, health. I think everybody had – who was Tito, Lynn? I don't know much about the history of that area, but, like, he he was a so-called socialist, right? He ran the show. Ran the show for a while there, uh, Tito. And um, so it would be, I guess, classified as socialist. I guess to to, to pretty much. Um, so so the, the yeah the idea that um, again too it's back to this kind of absolutist thinking where it's like well socialism communism bad capitalism good and it's like. Yeah, well, you've had these, I heard Libya was along the same lines where they had like a, you know, pretty extensive social programs going on. And at the same time, they had, you know, they had their industry and they had their, uh, but, you know, of course, I wasn't, never been there, so I don't know firsthand, but from what I've heard, it was uh, fairly prosperous, especially when you look at their statistics as far as like how much education they have how much uh you know how many people were were able to you know get medicine and all that of course you know what are you talking about when you're talking about medicine i mean like medicine we call medicine is not really medicine but yeah but but i think you know the beneficial aspects to a lot of uh medicine i don't i don't dismiss but um so it's it's well, uh, good to have Libya, access Libya, to it for certain, certain like, situations. Libya seemed like another media event to me because on Alex Jones, uh, that that was like the last, my last straw with Alex Jones. I remember I was listening and Webster Tarpley was on there and he was, while Libya was being bombed, supposedly Webster Tarpley was there and he was, he was there enduring the bombing. He was there, he was there in Tripoli and... Um, and yeah, and, and, and they were, and, and, uh, Gaddafi was, was paying the, paying his soldiers in actual gold. And I mean, I mean, he was, he was bucking the banks and he was doing all these things and, and, uh, yeah. And Webster Tarley was there reporting on, on everything. And I, rem- I remember there was some RT interview there was Webster Tarpley, and there was some, there was some other mainstream guy who says, "Oh, you're actually there in Tripoli, or you're there witnessing the bombing." And, and he was like shocked that he was there. And I mean, I, I'm sure the whole thing's bullshit. I mean, he, there's he's just a character, and 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 uh, in anyone associated with Alex Jones, as far as I'm concerned, is is, is pure bullshit. I, I mean, I mean, how how could you possibly get on the show and and <laughs> and do interviews and stuff and and I mean and 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 the whole and the whole, th- the whole thing like like one weekend we're bombing Libya and then the next weekend it's it's totally out of the news cycle and it's totally gone and it's the same thing with uh, there's so many things like that like H1N1 level six pandemic H1N1 Oh, everyone's all concerned, like for one weekend, and then and then it's all gone, and then there's no more 
there's no more crisis and and I, I mean I, I just don't know what to think and and my 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 uh, immediate response is to just turn it off and not to or to ridicule and I mean I'm 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 totally up for ridiculing things that that seem totally nonsensical that are that are in the news one day and then gone the next day and I, I mean I just I my 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 immediate my immediate response is just to reject everything I mean tune into the OFS network I mean e every single person in the world has has the ability to tune into the OFF channel. I mean, all you have to do is every single TV, you, you, ha you have the ability. You don't have to throw it out the window. You, all you have to do is, is press the little button, the power button, or you can, pull it, you can pull the plug out of the wall or whatever you need to do. And, and that's wonderful. If, if, you, if you take the... If, if you stop listening to the media, then there's a whole world of things that you can concern yourself with that have nothing to do with with any of the of the clusterfuck of muddy water that they try to feed us and you you can live a happy life and you can raise your family and and you can you can make music you can travel you can work in the garden you can create intentional communities or wh whatever it is that you want to do there's there's so many things to do that have nothing to do with with any of the of the five or six media conglomerates you can create your own media content you can inspire people you can i mean there, there are many many options left beside besides staring at the screen and living in a drywall box and driving around and I mean all, all the things that people do I mean every day I mean consuming an average of eight hours of media content a day I mean I, I'm hoping that that's just made up that people don't really do that but I, I suspect that they that they do that <laughs> people are are just are and now and now there's there now there's a whole new realm of things that people can can concern themselves like memes and and writing comments and so I, I mean I, I'm I'm at this point I'm still looking at those things and like I'm incredulous that that people still do that and I'm meeting people that I I, I mean it, but it's pretty easy to convince people you, you know what you don't have to you don't have to worry anymore you can just turn it off and nothing bad will happen if you if you turn it all off and and there's plenty of other things you can do and you can play badminton you can you can play tiddlywinks you can you can uh what 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 whatever it is that that you want to do there's there's many many options and 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 uh donald trump i mean he has orange skin and orange hair and like white painted around his eyes I and mean, he looks exactly like a clown I mean, and that's what I was saying about Ron Paul too. It's very clownish. It's like Bozo the Clown has eyebrows that that are towards the edges of his face, like that too. And he has a funny voice too. And and just just because someone's talking about economics and and I mean that doesn't mean that he's like the savior or anything. I mean I mean you can you can see through those things and you can just 
live your own life and and come up with other things too i mean it's it's not like a <laughs> it's not it's not like the world has to be complicated necessarily i mean you can you can decide how complicated your world is i mean i mean i mean just just be just because just because someone with an official sounding reporter voice tells you that you need to be concerned about these things i mean you can say uh you know you know what i mean i mean i there's other things too i mean so that's my rant thank you thank you for thank you for listening thanks doctor <laughs> well what you're going to do is you're going to get people to tune out and they're going to get nuked by Kim Jong-il, and they're not going to know about it. Oh, yeah. It's oh, yeah, the nuked. They're going to get nuked. And, uh, I'm afraid. I'm very they afraid. They weren't involved, and they weren't, they weren't tuned into the media, and they, they couldn't get politically a- active enough to go properly rock the vote. And uh, we're got to nuked. Blame. We, we, are, we are to blame. We, we did not stand up for, for the... Oh. I mean, just doing doing nothing. You didn't. Uh, you didn't. You didn't properly rock the vote, doctor, and you got us oh, all yeah. killed. Oh, you got yeah. us all nuked. We Good job. Gone, Thanks. We should have gone to the vigil. Good. We should have gone to the vigil and and prayed against the Nazis and the. Yeah. Well, it, you chose to not get involved. I mean, grab a torch or don't grab a torch, or but you didn't do it and see what happened. We got nuked. I mean. I think that's actually. Well, I mean, I'm, try, I'm being flippant, obviously, but uh, that I think that's kind of the message too with the fear mongering. It's like, yeah, you got to stay tuned in because we're going to tell you. We'll let you know, and it's just any day now. The nukes will be incoming, and we'll let you know. But you got to stay tuned. I, rem- I remember in 1983 they had a mini series on the TV. It was called The Day After, and it was and it was about this family in Kansas City. I, I remember this family in Kansas City, and then all the, all the nukes went off, and and then some some girl went outside when there was fallout, and then her and then she died, and everyone else hid in the basement, and um and and then they tried to tried to venture out to the city where maybe maybe the army was there to save them, and and the whole the whole country was devastated and and then the rednecks came to to, to rape all the women and, and there's this huge mini series about it and everyone was everyone was scared to death about it yeah and i remember all, seeing that there's no, there's no there's no nukes at all they didn't they just they just they just firebombed japan i mean it looked i mean you can look at the footage they just i mean i don't think there's that that just seems like it would be a lot easier to make up a bunch of shit than than it would be to actually i mean nuke the world and threaten people i mean yeah when i was in 11th or 12th grade they showed us that in school in class oh nice. yeah the day after <laughs> was it rednecks came in and post-apocalyptic rednecks coming in Red Dawn. It was Red. Remember Red Dawn? It was Red Dawn. It was a mo- It was a movie. And it was yeah. Anyway. Yeah. The Ruskies come in and uh, take over a small town or something. Uh, yeah. That was. Uh, that was uh, put out there and. Uh, yeah. That was the. Uh, oh, 
how long did that go on for 50 years the evil empire the red scare the commies were going to get us and um but here's the thing about all of that so we go so we're now we're like we're everything that you get at the store is made in china and there's communist it's, it's just ridiculous man like what what happened did they win or like what what's going on how are they how are they producing so much stuff i thought they were communist what what gives it just it doesn't make any sense it's just like 1984 well, we yeah don't. we were always at yeah, war with no, east asia no we're, i can tell you we're what gives, what gives is that is that they were the first to put a man in space <coughs> who was <coughs> the communists the soviet <coughs> communists were the first oh, to put a satellite i thought they put a dog in space sputnik and the first to put a dog and and i think yuri gagarin was the first i mean they led the way. They were pioneers in the space race. They set the standard that John F. Kennedy claimed we had to live up to. It was a cornerstone of his presidential campaign. So it's, it, it, that's embedded in our history now, the fact that we were racing to catch up with them in the space race. That was one of the cornerstones of the Cold War. You remember. We all remember that, right? Mm, yeah. Well, I was... That was a little bit before my time, the whole Sputnik and all that, but... Um, well, that, that, yeah. they were the ones that did it first. Now, let's give them credit. Let's let's set the record straight on this, because this is something I... I don't know. I get a, I get a kind of a suspicious feeling about this when I'm around people who are challenging NASA or flat earthers or, you know, they don't have to be flat. You know, you don't have to be a flat earther to know NASA's full of shit, right? Actually, the, the so-called flat earth community is really a, a small slice, a very small subset of the millions and millions of people who've rejected NASA. Yeah, well, they're actually uh, smokescreen. I think it's a direct response. It's a direct response to people questioning NASA. And, and that's why that stupid show... Um, flat Earth and other hot potatoes. There's this very attractive woman, and yeah, I know Patricia she's... Steer. I've seen that. That you know, there's so much superficial crap out there. It doesn't. You know, you don't need to be. It doesn't need to be hatched in the basement at Langley, Virginia. Anybody with a little bit of discernment can sit through a few minutes of one of these things and see that they're full of shit because they're not dealing with any issues of substance. They're not looking at real data. They're not, you know, there's nothing, there's no there there. So I, I don't, that, they've always done that crap. They've always, it's the signal to noise ratio business. They've always put all kinds of noise out there to obscure any meaningful debate or discussion of the signals. So, exactly. Uh, well, it's, another, it's another example of that, but I think they've they've one upped it with the with the flat Earth thing. I mean, I, I think. Well, I don't know what you mean. I don't know what you mean by the. Are you talking about people who are reasonably starting to speculate about alternate cosmologies? Do you have a problem with that? Um, no. Sorry. Oh, sorry about that. Well, well uh, I think that people that would otherwise have some have some legitimate things to say about about the whole paradigm, if, if they if they get stuck with the 
flat. I don't know. I, I think it's just a way... I, told, I, think, I come back again to the weaponization language. The very use of this term flat as opposed to oblate, see? It's a diamond. That, that's, that, that in itself is a giveaway that, that they're trying to reduce the argument reductio ad absurdum. Of course it's not as flat as a sheet of paper. Of course it has depth and thickness. That's not what we mean. But they Probably use like the diamond. term flat. It's they like use a the pizza term flat. pie. It's a pizza pie. Yeah, right, right. To pervert, to pervert the argument. To pervert the argument and distort it and misrepresent it. Set up a straw man. So It's know, not the like, straw. It's, it's like, a pizza. It's a dough. Right. It's you know, a crust. It's like, it's like no planers. It's not the straw. It's like calling people no planers. Well, I don't know if they had a flyover or not, and maybe they used a UAV or a drone. I don't know, but I know no plane knocked down that tower. But and I also know that the networks broadcast fake video. Why don't we look at that? No, no, no. You're a no planer. You no planers are ruining it. You're ruining the truth movement. Well, I, why are you calling me a no planer? Yeah, yeah. I think probably they didn't. They, no, I don't think real. Boeing commercial jets were hijacked with box cutters and flew into those towers. No, I don't believe that. That's not my narrative. But no, no, you're a no-planer. Well, that's, how you're, that's exactly how you're using the term flat earth well, to try to smear anybody think, who's questioning NASA. It, it may be other things, too, but, but I think it's, it's directly anyone that's questioning Apollo... Um, if, if you're a flat earther, too, then that makes you less credible. So I, I think they've... Wait, they wait, wait, less, cred they still, whoa, 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 whoa. less credible to who? Less credible to who? To the New York Times and the Washington Post? Who does it make you less credible? You're telling me if someone associates themselves with the notion of, a, of an oblate or a flattened earth as opposed to a perfectly spherical earth, that that somehow or other by association discredits anyone, any, that discredits other... Other contentions they might have about NASA's fake science, oh, about NASA's flat earthers, but it turned out to be mainstream media mainstream has taken media. a fancy oh. to it. Yeah, yeah, right. And to me, that's the best of all possible worlds. Houston Chronicle has contacted me. I live in Houston, oh, and, and they came out to my house. One of the reporters, and she interviewed me for about an hour. About flat earth, Got it. and they, I was concerned again. I don't know why I was concerned. You know, I always believe in the system exactly. So the so your the Houston Chronicle, which will be an original article, will probably come out next. And well, can tell us about the potential maybe for another mainstream article. And yeah, who else? there are a bunch. Well, what happened was it, the mainstream had a chance to absorb everything over the weekend. So it's and Denver. Yeah. Bomb in Denver. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so this, this flat, yeah, Denver decided to break ranks and do the Red Rover thing and send Flat Earth right over. And the mainstream media all of a sudden it's like, wait, what? Exactly. You know, this this again. But now we've got mainstream people, you know, with the music industry kind of dabble with it first, then the athletic groups, now mainstream. And it calls routed to me. Uh, the first one was from HBO. Who who runs a news segment? H HBO. Runs, yep, HBO. What? HBO wants to do part of their news segment. They want to fly up to Seattle and do it on flat Earth, and they want to talk to me. You know, tell mainstream, hey, this is real. This is happening. Wake yeah. up, everyone. This is a uh, this is earth shattering, literally. <laughs> the second group was ABC News out of Denver. They wanted to uh, talk to me. They wanted to... <laughs> <laughs>
third group, of course, that, that reached out was CNN. This is almost like you're making this up. Are you I'm not making this up. This I, I know. The CNN. There you go. Should oh. keep our eyes on the prize, and the prize is NASA's head. That's the prize. The rest of it, you know, people are entitled to their speculations, but the prize should be NASA's head. That should, we should keep our eyes on the prize. NASA's hoaxing. The money that's been spent, the resources that have been wasted, the, the wealth that's been stolen from people to propagate this scam over the last few decades, beginning with the Cold War. Beginning with well, the Cold yeah, War. Yeah, but uh, everybody's off on this so flat Earth stuff, and it's like... The no, no, you, you, great strategy. You, you keep it's dragging just, it back into flat Earth. That's not... Yeah, you're, you're playing into their... You're just playing into their... Their dot, their paradigm, their dialogue. Oh, it's a brilliant smokescreen. What do you want to do? You want to censor people who debate this stuff? Who cares? That's not the point. The point. People say, "Well, why? What's this flat Earth thing?" Well, people discovered NASA was faking us. That that the blue marble was digitally generated. That they don't have real pictures of the Earth. That they don't have a camera out there 24 hours a day looking at the Earth. People figured that out, so they're starting to speculate. So what? What would you expect? Um, No, wait a minute. Apollo landings. no, 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 no. No, no, no. It's perfectly reasonable for people. perfectly reasonable for people to question basic assumptions. No, no, they're not speculating. They came out in 2015 and they said the Earth is flat. And you know, you know better than that. So stop repeating that because that's just absolutely not true. They came out in 20, 2015, late 2014, 2015, declaring that the Earth is flat. So that's totally wrong. Um, yeah, I brought that up to Jaron. He denied it too. But his what third video that he came out with, like within months of Eric Dubay, with like a couple of months of Eric Dubay, was the flat Earth, flat Earth revolution has begun. So that's just yeah, not it, true. It's, just, it's very suspicious. That I don't it all want people came coming up with time. alternate models because those alternate models might work better than the existing models. We can't have that, can we? Then we might have a revolutionary alternative. Can't have that, can we? Gotta have defeat. Well, what happened is like, okay, you got you got you got YouTube, and then you got all this stuff exposing NASA as obvious fraud and hoax, and so they went uh, Operation Flat Earth and shut down pretty much uh, any discussion of it. Now that's all people want to talk about when it comes to NASA is if the Earth is flat. Because, you know, NASA fake equals the potato, flat Earth. The potato, lady, the potato lady lives in Houston, if that's a, a coincidence. Oh, yeah, so right down near Cape Canaveral. I, I, you know, it's like, yeah, I mean, uh, it's so obvious. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's but, yeah, that's, that's where it's gone and been a real well, successful style. Uh, so, I mean... I think it's been very successful. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. Well, but, I mean, if, okay, let's say if the Earth was flat or, or something other than a globe, how about that? Because, I, I, yeah, I agree. I mean, flat Earth, that, that, that does sound like a trigger phrase or whatever to just sound ridiculous. But if it was something other than globe, wouldn't would it, would it also make sense that they would try to divert people's uh people's you know mentality from to going to it being uh whatever like 
would they would they bring this stuff up and make HBO specials or whatever, and <laughs> and try to divert it to somewhere else rather than whatever it may be, whether it be globe or flat or or diamond shape or whatever it is that uh, that it would throw people off no matter what. Well, here's the thing. You have evidence, ample evidence, abundant evidence of, you know, bubbles on, on the International Space Station. I mean, obvious fraud. The Chinese did their own fake spacewalk, yeah. and they really botched it, and it's right. obviously fake. There's even, like, mainstream people calling it out as fake. And so it's like, so then it's like, okay, well, well do we fake ours? And then they people start, have, have been looking at and I and, I, and I'm sure some pretty, prominent people scientists have been looking into it too and they're like yeah this is okay air bubbles and it's not happening in space but just, yet you see them and ass. so it's like it's the yeah cover their ass and they brought this flat earth thing out and man has it ever gone over like it was like i mean people are just uh, eating, I, eating I, it up totally eating it up i mean so, it's yeah. definitely taking a foothold like that there, you wouldn't yeah, there, I these... mean, it, it, that is bizarre. So I, I and I, you know, I mean, I've talked to you, Chris, like personally. Like I don't, I don't really know. Like we talked extensively about it. I, I don't take any hard position on it, but well, you, I mean, so I, I understand where you doesn't matter. It that, doesn't like at the same time. It doesn't matter because you can't. Well, at the same time, you obviously. They, would, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just saying, like at the same time, if it was. Would it? Would would they? And and then if the cat got got out of the bag, so to speak, would would they start making a bunch of flat Earth talk and and diverting it to different places and 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 whatever, and just creating all this spectacle and and or, or speculation, I guess, or whatever. Like uh, what you, all, hey, all these different ideas. Hang on. What do you mean? Like, like anything else? Back, back, back up. What do you mean? If there's, what there's, was like, what do we? What do you mean? There's, there's only a tiny percentage of people that would ever go for it, so they're not taking a chance. I mean, no one's. It's not like it, there's going to be. Everyone's going to. Oh, the earth is flat. There's not. Gonna, there's not going to be any crisis, no matter how well. No matter no. how well the sign-up oh. goes over. I mean, yeah. they're, they're, I mean, if, if they can, all, they can always ridicule those people, and and that's the intent from the from the beginning. And well, here's the yeah, here's the thing about it. It's that okay. So you have all this evidence of fraud, you know, uh, potential. Yeah. I mean, that's like by anybody's estimation, it's like that. This is you know criminal. They're 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 put taking money on false pretenses, all that. So it's obviously fraud. And there's evidence to, you know, convict them, at least in the court of so-called public opinion. That, would it ever go to trial? I don't know. But it's and so they were losing that power, that hold, that psychological hold over people like we've been we're going to space. We're going to the Mars and all that stuff. That's important. It's important for our collective narrative. And they're losing that. So it's like, well, so what are you going to do about it? You're going to start pulling videos that are critical of NASA off the Internet? It's like, no, you come out with something to distract and divert everybody off into it. So if NASA is faking, what are they hiding? Well, they must absolutely must be hiding something big. Oh, they must be hiding the shape of the Earth. Therefore, the Earth must be flat. And they're telling us it's round. Well, see, that that's a false... Um, 
That's a, it's a, it's, that's a non sequitur. That doesn't even follow. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. So yeah. now everybody is now now everybody is so hung up. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, dude. Everybody's so okay. hung up on this idea that NASA is trying to hide something from us, and it's like. Why are we uh, now obsessed with like what are they trying to hide? What are they trying to hide? They're, they they we we already know that they're hoaxing and faking the crap, and we can prove it. We can demonstrate it. There's plenty of evidence. You, you, what you, what would you what you would do if you were going to approach this um, truth with some sense? Is go with what you know. Go with what you already know, but instead it's like, no, we want to now go into speculation about what are they trying to hide, as if we know that they're trying to hide something from us and we need to now figure this out. That's horseshit. That's what we've been told to do, and that's what everybody is insisting on doing. Well, let's figure out what they're trying to hide from us. And it's like, we already know what they're hiding from the rest of the public, and, and we have the we have the opportunity to expose it or to keep or to keep exposing it. People have been exposing it, but no, it's been successfully diverted off into everybody now speculating and becoming a citizen scientist and like trying to figure out what shape the fucking earth is when it's irrelevant. Is it's not going to change your life like these assholes are claiming. It's not going to change and transform you and make you go into a yoga pose and give you enlightenment and open up your third eye and all this other. Bullshit! It's it's horseshit. They are, man, they've done a brilliant job too because people are just so sucked in by this fucking outrageous well, bullshit. I agree with you. There, I would agree. Chris. They've done a good job. Like, oh, brilliant! It's fucking. I brilliant. mean, it, it's not doesn't it doesn't prove anything. I mean, that's where I always come back to it. It's like it doesn't. <laughs> it's irrelevant to me. I mean, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Rather than focusing on on the things that we can say for sure and prove like, oh, look at this, NASA faked uh, whatever, like all these these space petitions and moonwalks and all this stuff, like there's so much ample evidence of it. So diverting us off into yeah. things that it, it really comes down to speculation and stuff. I, I, I totally agree with you there. Squirrel on well, Mars, damn squirrel on Mars. prove what it is or isn't. Prove what? What well, is it? Well, I, I, I think I have something new to say. Um, there's it, it, how how important is it to know exactly what the truth is? I mean, I, I think I think I think they know. There's plenty of people out there that that will that will speculate that they that they will. I mean, maybe maybe the powers that be know all the answers, and they know that there's plenty of people out there that want to know. Well, what's the real nature of the Earth and all those things? But but that is a detriment to to uh, the real nature of the space program and things like that. I mean, they they have an investment in that. I mean, there's shareholders. There's there's people that. I mean, NASA and space exploration and satellites and all those things i mean that that's something they have a big investment in and if and if people start figuring oh, yeah. that shit out that's a big problem. and it's not so, it, so they, so they, i guarantee i guarantee you it's not going anywhere nasa's not going anywhere this is like this this flat earth shit is not gonna it's exactly what it was this was concocted by the same people who run nasa 
Or, well, I mean, look at it, too. Like, who are the people that even talk about Flat Earth? It's only people that are, are somewhat in, interested in conspiracies and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. how many people are, are even... Well, I mean, maybe I shouldn't make a blanket statement saying that, but, I mean, how many people really even care about conspiracies and the stuff that we're even talking about here? I mean, that's, you're talking about very few people, so, of course, that's not going to really interrupt the forces, agendas, and, and whatever else they're starting. There, there's a certain kind of person who really wants to know exactly what's going on, and th those are the same kind of people that could expose NASA. The, the people that could expose NASA are the same kind of people that want to know exactly what's going on. They, they want to know all the details, and, that, sure. and, that, and that's the weakness. I mean, they, those are the kind of people that would go for flat Earth, whether it's true or not. They, they, they would... Yeah. Exactly. They, they, they're they're willing to speculate. They're willing to go out on a right. Of, but it's, it's and, just a minute amount of people. I mean, it's it's insignificant. It's not going to damage NASA in the grand no. scheme of what NASA is and who NASA has <laughs> you know has convinced of all their bullshit. You know. Well, there's people around the world. I mean, if you talk to people that live in other countries, most most people that live in other countries don't really think that. I mean, in the 60s, when transistor radios just barely came out, I mean, how, and they lost all the telemetry. I mean, there's all these reasons to believe that Apollo is bullshit, but, but that, as far as Americans are concerned, that is ridiculous. I mean, we went the moon. What we, you're saying, people in other went. countries, like, largely don't believe that, uh, that I, yeah, they, they, they yeah. went to the moon? Uh -huh. Like, really? Uh-huh. Yeah, if you if you if you actually, I mean, a lot of times someone from another country if if you're if you're a tourist or whatever and you're trying to talk to someone, I mean, they they don't want to offend you. They don't don't want to say you're an American, <laughs> you're so poor shit. You you think you went to the moon and we didn't. Uh, I mean, I I I, th I think most I, th I think there's a lot of dissent around the, I mean, it I mean, I, I think would like, I would like to think you're right. I mean, I personally have had experience I might, I might with, be with the opposite of, you know, the stance, like where I know for sure people believe in all that stuff. But I, I mean, maybe it's limited and maybe I, you know, I, which I admit, I, I'm only thinking of a couple of people here, honestly. But like, I mean, if what you're saying is true, I'd like that. Would, that would be great. But I... I if you say so, I I'm don't know. Do like, is that really, really the reality <laughs> I, that most I, people I, don't believe that? I, I think a lot. I, it, it's 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 a pretty incredible story that back in the '60s. The thing about the '60s is there wasn't any technology in the '60s. There was there was barely. I mean, transistors were the biggest <laughs> technology in the '60s. Yeah. There were no computers. There were no. I mean, to, to to think of, it, it, yeah. it was it's, it's, it, they were reaching. I think they reached way too far back then, and now they're paying for it. People don't go for it, and I, well, I, I certainly I, wasn't I, even alive at that time. I know. I think pretty much everybody else you're talking was alive. I mean, for the most part, I was, I was most barely people alive. kind of b believe it though. Like, did you, did you, Doctor? Buster Club, did you everyone, believe it like, when it happened? Everyone or believed it. Or when it was said to happen, excuse me? Of course I believed it. Everyone believed it. Exactly. I mean, okay. So, so I mean, and, and now we're going to say that. What about people but, but around the world? More. 
Go ahead. I, I believed it, and, and the, the only reason I didn't believe it is because, well, first there was, what's his name? Who is the guy that, that like, punched punched the astronauts and stuff? Bart? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Bart something or other. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and he says he got, somehow NASA gave him some footage or, I, I mean, I, I think what he is, he's kind of a gatekeeper. He, he wants to make everyone believe that, yes, NASA, this Apollo is full of shit. We never went to the moon, but we can still, we can still orbit the Earth. And there's still, yeah. there's still right. satellites. There's still the ISS. There's still, so, so, um. I, yeah. I don't know. What, I well, don't know what to believe. Well, and and I'm, 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 still I'm a, it's still a globe. Wouldn't that be? Uh, wouldn't that go hand in hand with it? That it's still a globe. Wouldn't that be the next thing to add to yeah. that? Where you just rattled up. So he could be. A, so he could be a gatekeeper kind of guy that that says that yes, no, we didn't go to the moon, but yes, outer space is still there, and we can maybe we could go to the moon and and. Um, yeah, and, and and the other thing that's incredible is is people think that you can see the satellites from <laughs> Earth, that you can, like, look at a telescope and see Sputnik, and you can see that, that somehow that it, it's, like, 200 miles away, and you can see the satellites. Because, well, that's not a star, that's a satellite. And, and, um, and how, and so are the satellites... Do they have like a bright light that, they, or is it a reflection of the sun? Oh yeah, no, oh, it's the sun. The sun's a reflection. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the evidence. That's the evidence. And you can look up in the sky and you can see the ISS. You can actually see the shape of the ISS. It's yeah. two hundred miles oh, away. There it is. And there it is. And, and there's and there's and you can see it. You can see the live footage of the ISS and you can and triangulate. And and it's and it's you are you are I you are a nutcase if you if you <laughs> don't believe yeah. that you yeah. can can't see satellites. Of course you can see satellites in the sky. There they are, right up there. They're they're there to see and it's, and it's primary evidence and and it's science. Oh, and, look how fast it's going. that's what we have. That's what we have to go up against. I mean. Yeah. All of you. Why even try to argue? Have you seen yeah. the yeah. footage out there on uh, YouTube? Where they've they've from time to time they're doing the uh, remote calls from the ISS, and there's been some pretty major fuck ups. <laughs> it's like um, the one yeah, guy was well, like, gorilla costume flying around. And they they brought musical instruments on the ISS. They they dress up in <laughs> costumes on the ISS. There, there's no airlocks between between the sections of the. They're, yeah. they're they're laughing it up. They're having the time of their lives up there. Their 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 hair gets all messy. Yeah, and, and, ISS and, bloopers are amazing. Yeah. Well, they had the one where the guy's like um, trying to. Um, he's trying to like uh, take something and move it in his hand you know but they're looking at some kind of uh, augmented reality setup or something like that and then it, it's pretty funny where the guy it, you know the footage he has he he's like he's reaching f 
for something and he passes it to his other hand and then puts it hands it over but there's nothing in his hand it's like he's he's obviously fucked up he didn't he's probably seeing it on a screen but it's not oh, okay. it's not yeah. getting projected right. into it's the augmented like reality screen, that's a good one it's it's uh right or maybe that's i don't know what to think it oh, makes me really just I mean, there's nothing to think of all that, doing. but it's, it's bullshit. I mean, it's, it, that's, I mean, that's clear. Uh, well, that's just the thing. I mean, we can, you, any, whether it's, you know, the flat earth crowd or whoever, like, I think there's a lot of people that can have this conversation right here and say, yeah, we, we all agree that that's all bullshit. But, I mean, most people... This is where I, like, it confuses me, like, around the world. I would think most people, period, but maybe I'm wrong. But, like, I feel like most people I interact with would, would buy that. For, they, they, they just believe it all. They see, oh, there's the ISS on, on whatever uh, news special here or talk show or something or whatever it is, YouTube. Yeah, yeah, that's real. Like, I, I mean, is that, I feel like that's most people's Any, Anything on TV. Anything on TV is real. It must be real. There's yeah. like five different channels that all say the same thing as real. Exactly. It must be real. Yeah. They, they've got us. They've got us by the horns. I mean, there's there's nothing there's nothing to be said if if there's five different media conglomerates that are all oh, yeah. saying the same thing Absolutely. is true. ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, CNN. They, they all they all the they all say, they all say the same thing. The Science <laughs> Channel, all the channels, they are all channel. How could you possibly? How could some dumbass conspiracy theorist possibly oh, yeah. Yeah. end up and say say that all those the, all those experts are are, are wrong and, and oh, yeah. right yeah. because because I'm so smart and I, I just want to be smart and I want to be special well, and that's the and, reason. And, and, and the pathetic part with that is you can easily you can go on YouTube or. Whatever you don't even need YouTube. I mean, what like with their own documentation of these things, and you could go back before ISS uh, regular videos oh, wow. from ISS and all that stuff. You look at the photographic image. I mean, it, 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 we can go back decades of this evidence is just accumulated and accumulated, and and yet people, it, it, it's still it's it's crazy talk to suggest anything. Other than oh yeah yeah no we went to the moon we go we hang out up in uh, lower or Earth orbit and, and oh yeah, yeah we're gonna go to Mars soon I mean all that stuff it's just it's intended by people but without with any thought so yeah I, I mean it's just go along with it there's I I mean there's yeah, I was on its way to getting exposed, but uh, it's like since then, it's it was on its way to getting exposed. There's all these videos out there on you, you know, on YouTube, different channels exposing NASA, and uh, people were catching on to it slowly but surely. You know, interest growing in the in the NASA fakery and all that, and uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's pretty much I, I think that's been pretty much neutralized at this point yeah with the flat earth thing so it's like yeah i wanted to know why it all of a sudden appeared on the scene i think we have an answer now and, and why it's going like according to the uh 
potato girl and the Mark Sargent. Like it's oh, it's going. Flat Earth is going mainstream, isn't it? Great. It's like yeah, it's great because your shills and you want it to go mainstream and you want it to go into the media where it's obviously going to be ridiculed and that's the whole point in bringing it up on the media is to to hold it up to ridicule and it's like oh well, look at what we've got going on in america we got donald trump this idiot for president and then we got these idiots thinking the earth is flat look at this so that's like right in line with trump right in line with um you know this this uh dialectic we got going on with you know the the where the left is supposed to be pro science and pro pro global warming and rational and enlightened and then the, the the trump and people he represents and the conspiracy theorists and alex jones tied in with them and then alex jones starts bringing on flat earth right after he starts supporting trump it's like so it's so transparent man it's, it's, it's look how we're getting played and people don't even want to see it they don't want to see it as a psyop they want to launch off into conjecture and speculation about the fucking shape of the earth for some reason and it's like yeah they really did a number on us and fucked up our apple cart really good just fucking torpedoed it really and it's like yeah even though i think a lot of it's um contrived a lot of these people that subscribe to flat earth channels are are uh, shill accounts and the numbers are way overinflated to, to and the comments are um these uh bots and shit a lot of it i was looking at one where it was a uh, what was that guy the the com- the so-called so-called comedian guy that he came out in 2009 talking about this shit uh nasa's fake equals earth is flat uh God, what's the guy's name math he oh, calls himself math powerland yeah powerland so on one of his uh videos I was noticing, like, man, he just put this video up, and I just happened to catch it. And it's like, he's already got, like, almost 100 comments. And I was like, okay, shit, this video's been up 15 minutes. He's almost got 100 comments. And all the comments were, like, one-liners. Like, almost over 90% of the comments were one-liners, where it was like, these bots come on there and... And just start, you know, bolstering his accounts. He probably has no real following, has no real interest that much. Any of these flat earthers don't have near the followers that they purport to, and there's not really near the interest that they they claim. Um, so there's that. But see, they're getting mainstream media exposure, and they're getting basketball players to come out flat earth and all this other stuff. Obvious, obvious, so, obvious. But, but I, but I want to hear about I want to hear about Patricia Steer's cat, and and how she's and her new outfit that she has on, and and Mark Sargent and Patricia Patricia Steer they seem to be, they seem to be they, they really like each other and and they have a lot to talk about and yeah. And Are they going to get together? You think? I think they probably will. Wouldn't that be awesome? They could have a they could have a flat they could have a flat baby wouldn't that be awesome a flat, a flat wedding uh, yeah they, they could do everything oh I guess yeah. the baby comes before the wedding these days yeah. pancakes instead of uh, but, wedding cake but the thing the thing is that Patricia Steer maybe all she it's an actual person she had a in New Orleans 
I was actually there in New Orleans on Magazine Street, and she had like a boutique, like a, and it was called The Girl Has a Gun or something. And, and people would walk around with shopping bags with a big gun. I think, I, I, it seems to be like a, I hear the music. Yeah, that's the closing up shop outro music. Da 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 da. Who? Have who call in? No, I just want to talk about the movement. I don't want to talk about issues. Thanks, fellas. Uh, that's going to be it for tonight. Thanks for coming out. Uh, duh, duh, duh. Check out hoaxbusterscall.com while you're at it. Links of interest there. There's other websites of interest on the side links. And, uh, yeah, I try to do this every Monday night. Sometimes I do it later times than others. And, um... But it's uh, generally 10 o'clock, I guess, in the summer hours when I do the calls. So, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. listening to the hoaxbusters call you can subscribe to the podcast at hoaxbusterscall.com you can support the hoaxbusters call by rating it on itunes sharing it on social media a donation at hoaxbusterscall.com 
conspicuous graffiti in public places. Hoaxbusters call. Conspiracy. Just theory. Uh, Malcolm, our job tonight actually is to scare people to death on this subject. Oh, 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 Jane, it's the end of the world. We're all going to die. The, the mystery of science fiction is what I'm talking about. Science and science fiction are essentially the same. Uh, Sebastian, the actor. The best. What's he playing? The president. The president? Yes, he took you all in, didn't he? You know something? He's really enjoying the role. So much so, we're going to make the whole thing permanent. All this time, the years we spent in planning, he couldn't have fooled us. He was so sincere about our cause. Oh, yes, he was sincere. But that's before we saw the view from the top. An actor as president? Purchase canned meat and lots of it. Son of a bitch. Fucking pussy roll of sausage. Mother Nature doesn't work off that uh, crack smoking hippie twaddle. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.